Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Everything Home. The transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's Nooner in America, Corruption County, Arizona, and time to start your week off right with Michelle and Everything Home Talk Radio Show. We're your censorship-free, safe-based sanctuary speakeasy for patriots. Our Motivated Monday, Martin Luther King Monday, live studio audience is ready to be... Free at last! Free at last! Thank God Almighty! We are free at last! It's Rejuvenation January. Remember, once you commit, everything changes. Pick a lane. Don't be a COVID slave. Stand up, show up, speak up, fight for your freedom, collaborate. Become a super spreader of courage and freedom. Join our Save Our Freedom Movement. EverythingHomeAboutUs.com. EverythingHomeAboutUs.com. It's listed right there at the top. Put on your common sense cap. Do the people. Grab your pen and paper for all the quality content you're about to hear. It's time to make your business, your life, and this country better. Take action. BLC. And if you can hear from my voice, I've been doing a lot of talking over the weekend. So it's a little raspy. It's a little froggy. So if I am talking and you hear silence, it's not. Do not adjust your steps. Do not adjust your phones, people. It's, uh, I'm talking, but nothing's coming out. So just bear with me. We'll try to restart it, reset it, you know, like with the paddles. And then uh, I might have to clear it like a, <clears throat> like a little frog. <clears throat> so just uh, bear with me. It's kind of like under construction. So uh, a lot of talking over the weekend at the Great Reawaken America Tour. Oh, so much to share. And that's coming up a little bit later. It's kind of sassy, isn't it? It's kind of a little... Sassy. All right, let's get this going. Today's topics on episode 284, hypnotherapy for life issues, food shortages and prepping, marketing and branding strategies, entrepreneur, take action items, domestic violence support, take back America, Muslim and Sharia invasion, and the COVID vaccine is a bioweapon with special guests, Tana Gertz, Annie Cyrus, and Karen 
Karen Kingsington, all delivered by our partners, the Everything Home, Socially Conscious, Referral Network, and Marketplace, the Go Purple, doing good business and good things. Today's lineup is loaded with ladies who love liberty and my buddy, Michael, speaking of Michael Mesmer, hypnotherapist, helping people find solutions, that powerful solutions to stress sleep and weight control. Sherry Kalbaum, the juice lady and common sense nutritionist, food shortages and how to be prepared. Audrey Kirchner, marketing and branding strategies to kick off 2022 and reposition your business for success. My buddy, Colleen Biggs, peak performance business consultant, entrepreneur, take action items and community collaboration. Michelle Jewsbury, unsilenced voices and nonprofits supporting domestic violence and sexual assault victims and sitting shotgun in Michelle's patriotic soapbox. Our three very special guests at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, Tana Gertz. She's an American businesswoman, inspirational speaker, runner-up on The Apprentice, and senior advisor to President Trump. Yes, that is true. She's motivating and teaching patriots on how to take back our country. And at 1.30, my buddy, Annie Cyrus, she's a human rights activist, proud U.S. citizen, the legal way people just didn't run over that southern border. She's a former child bride from Iran, and she's also an Islamic Sharia expert. She's devoted her life to defending and rescuing and shining a light on the plight of women and girls suffering oppression. Oh, she's got lots to share. And at 2 p.m., the infamous Karen Kingsington, the biotech analyst and Pfizer whistleblower, known as the cleaner in the pharma industry. She's now exposing COVID facts, the truth about the non-vaccine bioweapon, and is waking up the world to realize the political propaganda pandemic is a calculated act of war. Yes, they knew it. It was planned. And it's all listed on their very own patents and our government's website. Next slide. So be sure to stick around for the entire show. Facts, truth, take action, items, resources, and some entertainment. Visit everythinghomeaboutus.com. Everythinghomeaboutus.com for more information on today's guests, their websites, their own shows, and everything you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform. Breaking news. Instead of delivering the negative news, here's today's daily inspiration from my Jesus column book that sits on my very desk. Come to me with a thankful heart so that you can enjoy my presence. This is the day that I have made. I want you to rejoice today, refusing to worry about tomorrow. Search for all that I have prepared for you, anticipating abundant blessings and accepting difficulties as they come. I can weave miracles into the most mundane day if you keep focus on me. Come to me with all your needs, knowing that my glorious riches are a more than adequate supply. Stay in continual communication with me so that you can live above your circumstances, even while you are in the midst of them. Present your requests to me with thanksgiving. And my peace, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and mind. Psalm 118, 24, and Philippians 4, 19. It's January 17th, day 617. No, I'm sorry, 673. Oh, my God. Day 673 of 15 days to slow the spread. By the way, it's day 360 of the Joe Biden Nazi regime, which is the most successful administration in the history of America at accomplishing their agenda of destroying our country. Biden is the largest trafficker of human and sex slaves on the planet. I have a dream that one day 
This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Now it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Reform Network. Today's topics on episode 284, hypnotherapy, therapy, therapy with an F, hypnotherapy for life issues, food shortages and prepping, marketing and branding strategies, entrepreneur take action items, domestic violence support, take back America, Muslim and Sharia invasion, and the COVID vaccine is a bio weapon. I'm going to say it again. The COVID vaccine is a bio weapon with special guest Tana Gertz, Annie Cyrus, and the infamous vaccine vixen Karen Kingsington. Let's do this, purple. Let's get ready to rumble. All righty. First up, Michael Mesmer. He's a hypnotherapist and creator of the COVID Gnosis Hypnotherapy Program. He's helping people find powerful solutions to stress, sleep, and weight control. Audience, big round of applause for my buddy, Michael Mesmer. Michael, how Michelle. are you today? Happy New Year, my friend. You too. I'm doing great. Um, it's, it's just, um, you know, great to start a new year for that, you know, to get things going in a new direction. So I'm really excited about the new year, and thank you, and well, Happy New Year to you as well. I appreciate that, and I like that you, uh, you're you all gung-ho about the new year, new direction. And I think since we are entering, I believe it's the second week, right? We have one week there, two weeks, so we are in, oh, we're in the third week. Oh, my goodness. All right, so we're in the third week of January, and at this point, most yep. people have already fallen off the wagon. They have not gone with their resolutions. I didn't even make any. I didn't even make any because I knew. I didn't even say, I'm going to start exercising because I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, Michael, how do we kind of um, – we're already restarting. <laughs> we just started 2022, and we're in the third week, and we already need to restart and reposition. So what are, what are, we, what are you going to share with us today to get us back on track because we've already fallen off the wagon? Well, um, first of all, of course, always have a positive attitude. You know, um, it was in the Rocky movie, Sylvester Stallone uh, had a famous thing he said, which was um, one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. And that's what we have to do. You know, people start out the new year thinking, oh, I'm just going to immediately change. I'm going to immediately become something different. Well, you can't do that instantaneously. It's one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. So you don't want to get discouraged if you have, if someone's made an idea of something new they want to do. Um, and if you haven't, then maybe it's time to think about making something new that you want to do with your life. So, um, and of course, we have to avoid all the mainstream media along the way, as you always talk about. I was watching a, a story on the news just last a uh, couple days ago. They did a study, Michelle. This is crazy. This is how they use suggestion, the power of suggestion against people and, and cause you know, people to be very depressed in life. But they, they had a study where they supposedly proved that women look more attractive in masks, and particularly the blue mask, than you without the mask. Isn't that crazy? No. Yeah. Where did you hear this? Where did you hear it? What? What? What insane person well, actually said this out of their mouths? Yes, it was on KTLA Channel 5 here in L.A. And I thought, oh, oh my, my gosh. I mean, you know, the agenda never ends. I mean, can we ever stop being bombarded by the power of suggestion in a negative way? 
And then you said they looked better in the blue mask than regular masks? Yeah, it was, yeah it was partic- particularly the blue mask, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! This way—that <laughs> is the craziest thing that people it's actually insane. like. Somebody did the survey, and then those were the answers. And even if it was not true, it's just the fact that we're having this conversation. I tell you, people are nuts, Michael. I mean, some of these people—they're so far gone. There's no hope for them. It's just like, wow. I, I don't even well, know. I don't even have a. I don't even have a comment. Oh, yeah, as a hypnotist, you know, I see these things so clearly because I understand the power of suggestion, how to form a suggestion, how to create a suggestion, how to help people with a suggestion, but they're using it in a way so that they can help their agenda with a suggestion. It really infuriates me, honestly. You know, um, since you mentioned up the the suggestion and all of this, this narrative that's been going on, I think I said it was 600 and 73 days so far. Um, yeah. For anybody that's on the fence, so anybody that uh, it needs a little push over to our side of, oh my God, you guys, come on, <laughs> put on that right. common sense cap. Can you can you give a little bit of advice or a, like a warning sign or a little something that somebody who has a little bit of hope left in them, right? That they're not so far gone, that they could be aware of, that could say, aha, that's what Michael was talking about. I knew it. I knew that's what they were trying to do to me. And can you give them a a little warning, something that they can acknowledge so they can, we can bring them on over and save at this point, save their life, Michael. Well, you know, uh, it's really just being aware. I mean, it's so obvious if you just look at it. Clear, you see this, Michelle, too. It's very clear to see. And um, anytime someone's trying to convince you to do something that seems so absurd, you should probably you should probably be a little hesitant to listen to that or to accept it. Um, I, uh, I, when I listened to that story, I thought to myself, okay, they don't want people wearing at home masks anymore. They've made that clear from CDC or whatever they're doing. And so now they don't not only want you to do that, but they know probably there's some somebody making money off blue masks, so they want to make sure that you to do that. It's it's really like it's their sponsor. It's crazy. It's their sponsor for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in California, of course, uh, I know that California bought tons of these blue masks from China, and so. You know, no They're doubt. trying to unload the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably what it, it's probably that simple. But if you follow the money, my dad always taught me, follow the money and you'll know what the answer is, you know. Oh, it's, you know, it, it's, it's so blatantly obvious that they, I, I wish they would just come out and say, hey, guys, here's what we did. Here's what we continue to do. Because the people that are in it, in it to win it on their side anyway, that are just so brainwashed. Even if you told them that, right, and it was all their, their buddies, their, their idolized, uh, uh, like uh, lords and leaders, you know, like fraud sheen, all those, you know, they're, they're false idols. Even if they just came out mm-hmm. and said, hey, we really, we, we pulled one over on you guys, they'd be like, whatever you guys want to do. I, it's totally fine. It's cool. We can, we'll keep going. We're, we're on, your, on your side. So it wouldn't even matter. But they what might it does- as well. Like, just take, take, take the gloves oh, yeah. off, guys, and just tell them the truth at this point. But Michelle, what it does show you is that oh, if you learn how to use if, what it does show you is Michelle, if you learn hypnotherapy or you work with a hypnotherapist, then if you you can see the power of suggestion. If you see all the masks on people in California and how powerful suggestion is, then you realize, wow, if I use that same technique to help me be more powerful, me be more uh, strengthen myself, me to make change in my life. Think of how quickly I could do that. So it's a good example both sides of it because it shows you that, in fact, hypnosis and hypnotherapy, and in particular the power of suggestion, really works. I think that's 
a great way to look at it. So using, knowing that and seeing what's transpired, know how powerful this technique is, this tool, the great thing about what Michael does when he has his sessions with, with you. Plus he has some great downloads that he can share. Um, especially oh, yeah. one that I've been using for sleep. Then you can teach yourself. He'll show you because you need a guide, right? Because you don't know any of this stuff. And that's, why would we expect you to know something you've never done before? And then once you know right. the technique, you can do it on your own. And you can use these same tactics that these nefarious, satanic, demonic people are using to control, yep. to do it on yourself for good. Do it for the powers of good and actually change your life and get all those things uh, in balance. And, and that's just what the man does. And it works and it totally works. I highly suggest you contacting him, get a session, check it out, change your life, move forward. And don't put these masks on, especially the blue ones, right? We don't want to do that. You Michael, got it right. Forget the blue mask. Forget <laughs> the blue mask. And don't take those little blue pills either. Those things are dangerous. Those little blue pills are yeah. dangerous too. In all, uh, in, yeah. in all the blue pills. Yeah, including that yes. one that Pfizer yes. sells. Uh, so go ahead and give your uh, give your website, would you, my friend? Oh, sure. Thanks, Michelle. It's uh, www.covidnosis, C-O-V-I-D-N-O-S-I-S, dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y, dot com. And, um, yeah, I just want to tell people that uh, I'm here to help. Uh, if you have stress or anxiety out of this COVID thing, I can help you with that. And then the other thing, especially like most people, if you want to lose weight in the new year, I can certainly help you do that too. And it's brilliant. And this stuff works, everybody. This stuff works. And you don't go under, right? We talked about that before. You're not no. going to like, you know, no. you're not going to drop your pants. You're not going to run across the stage, you know, <laughs> and like a chirping like a bird or whatever. Yeah. Monkey. It doesn't work like that. It's all safe. It's all safe. Plus he does it virtually. And he's a really great guy. Smart, smart, smart man. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Michael Mesmer fan. So thank you, Michael. Oh, thank and we'll you, talk Michelle. to you next month. Okay, you have a fantastic day, and thank you for having me as your guest. Oh, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Have a great week. Stay, All right. stay sane Bye-bye. out there in that la-la land of lunatics. Poor guy. Have a great I'll day, talk Michelle. To you, later. you too. Bye-bye. Oh, man, what a, what a good man. What a mighty good man. I, and, and he's the only man on the show today. How brave. What a brave soul to come uh, and dance around with a bunch of these ladies who love liberty for the next uh, one, two, I think it's going to be a three-hour show, a three-hour tour. And we'll see. We'll get to the point where Karen Kingston comes on at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, and then I might start talking, and then nothing comes out, and then she's just going to have to take the show on the road herself, which I think she is more than capable of doing that next slide. So let's go ahead and before I bring on my next guest, Sherry Kalbaum, uh, it's a, really a topic that it, who never thought we were going to have to talk about. But yes, I want to thank all the listeners who have been tuning in. And I encourage everyone to go join the newsletter. You can follow us and become part of our community on social media. You can go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That's going to give you our menu, your sip de jour. And it's going to give you all of the amazing things that you'll find on our on our patriotic purpose and resource platform. That's our shows, other shows you need to listen to groups you need to join, people you need to follow, uh, the COVID resources. You know, remember, we've got that there, the COVID trifecta, triple crown. And that's episode 216, Dr. Brian Artis, episode 263 with Dr. Lee Merritt, and then episode 278 with uh, Karen Kingston. It's going to give you all the information that you need to know to be armed with the tools because 
oh, I don't know, the tools to go against all these insane people that are out there that are still trying to get you to wear that dirty mask, especially the blue ones now. Who knew, right? Now? Who knew that they want to look at a woman with a mask on? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Actually, it's not the craziest thing, but it is right up there. So anyway, go check out that whole list. Join those newsletters. There's no censorship there, but it is Council Townsend, and uh, sometimes you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And uh, and, uh, follow, and join us on the social media, and then join our Save My Freedom movement, Save My Freedom new movement, where we're bringing together the businesses, the entrepreneurs, the groups, the nonprofit organizations, so everyone can share who they are, what they do, tips, takeaways, take action items, and that way we can bring together this an entire awesome community community where everyone's promoting each other everyone's buying selling each other services because you want to buy and promote and you want to network with you want to be friends with you want to collaborate those people who like are like you right none of these demons none of these big box stores none of these these bad banks you know that heartland bank that said mike like mike uh, mike lindell get your money out of my account get your money out of here we don't want your millions of dollars get out of here who does that right censorship at its finest is it's insane peeps so we got to stick together so join our save my freedom movement become a leader in the groups and let's all join together let's hold hands and sing kumbaya guys and that's how we're going to we're going to battle the evil oh it's 12 20 oh my goodness all right so go do that go to everything and check out all the incredible information and get to know all the peeps and listen to some amazing episodes and of course you can listen live every monday at 12 p.m mountain time EverythingHomeLive.com, EverythingHomeLive.com. All right, let me get back on track here. My next guest, oh, my head's a little swirly. My head's a little swirly. Um, my next guest is, sh- sh- <laughs> see, we, we let a little blip into the thing, and it's not because we've got to reset it. There's a little bleep in the voice. Then my next guest, Sherry Calbon, the juice later, she, the juice lady. She is an author, nutritionist, and detox expert, and who would have ever guessed we would be need to be talking about food shortages and how to be prepared. Unbelievable to me. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, Hi, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. Oh, I never thought we would be talking about bare shelves <laughs> oh here in Arizona. Have oh. you been shopping lately? No, like I send the roommate and he gives me updates. He, I send him to go deal with it, but then he sends me updates, shows me pictures, and I say, just go ahead and uh, just keep me in the loop and then let me know what, uh, what's not there. And it's been uh, it, it's yes. crazy. The fact that it's 2022 and we're talking about food shortages um, and we're talking about what to do in like freeze drying and hydro this and, can- and even like canning, like what? You know, what, what, what happens going to the grocery store, getting what you need, Sherry? So what can we do? Because it's not going to get any better, which is why. No, in fact, yeah, what, uh, it, predictors are saying it's going to get worse. And they say, look at what's happening in Australia, and we're probably sure to follow. And their stores, I'm hearing, are pretty bare. Even Bloomberg reported one of their major um, grocery stores had no fresh produce at all. Uh, this was just a few wow. days ago. So I started thinking, okay, what can we do? Because, you know, there's a lot of survival food, but it isn't the most nutritious. And how are we going to get enzymes and vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and all that stuff that we get from our fresh produce? Well, we can dehydrate, and that preserves the nutrients. It, uh, if you keep the temperature below, 118 or below, you have a live food. And so I, I got my thinking cap on and said, I, I had to talk about that today 
because now we can still find in some places fresh produce for sure. Uh, so I found it at Trader Joe's and Natural Grocers and AJ's. But uh, some of the other stores are getting kind of skimpy on a lot of stuff. So it's like now is the time to grab this stuff and dehydrate it and get prepared, right? And dehydrated foods last. It depends on the food and it depends on how you store it. But six months to five years is the shelf life for dehydrated foods. So I thought I just would love to go over some of the things. First of all, if you don't have a dehydrator, Amazon's got them. And, boy, now would be the time before they're all sold out, before the world wakes up, right? <laughs> like the oh. nebulizers, right? Like you got to run on nebulizers yes. because then, of course, you know, that thing works. So what, what's a ballpark on a, a dehydration machine, like a cost? Uh, so if you get a four tray on Amazon, it's around, I think it's 169 today. If you get a five tray, mm-hmm. it's only 179 so I think that's a better value. And then a uh, nine tray is 249 I'm trying to go from memory, but I think that's it. Yeah, that's not bad. And then that's you need the par- Paraflex sheets that, that go with that. And the reason you should get the Paraflex sheets is to make crackers and breads and things like that, you know, battery things and things with marinades that would kind of drip through. So I just wanted to go over some of my list of things you can dehydrate, and, and probably it's nearly endless. You can dehydrate almost any fruit or vegetable, but bananas, apples, strawberries, mangoes, pineapple, tomatoes, sweet potatoes, zucchini, onions, kale, on and on it goes for your fruits and vegetables just to have um, these guys, you know, in baggies, in, in uh, glass containers, uh, ready to go, and, and don't eat them all up. I love dehydrated foods, and I tend to eat them as I go. Don't eat them all up. And then <laughs> right. dishes, like you can make crackers. You can do dehydrated pizzas. We have these little pizzas at our raw food retreats. They're so good. You make the buckwheat Italian crackers, and then you put pesto sauce on top of that, and then cashew cheese on top of that. Well, you could do all that and dehydrate it. And it's so good. You can make breads, potato chips, corn chips, radish chips, beet chips, Parmesan garlic zucchini chips. How about that? Carrot chips, you can dehydrate eggs, you can do pumpkin leather and make it taste like pumpkin pie, green bean chips, garlicky kale chips, crispy Parmesan tomato chips, these are some of the recipes I have, and spicy buffalo cauliflower that looks like popcorn. So there's a whole bunch of ideas of things you can do, and should this shortage really hit here, like we get slammed like Australia has, and you go there and, boy, there's nothing in your store you're ready to go. You've got some food on the shelf. Um, so I wanted to give people a recipe. Um, the best onion rings ever, I call them, and we serve them at our raw foods retreats. So you just take like a sweet onion is what I like to use and slice it really thin. And I usually do about three to five at a time, and that fills up the dehydrator. And then you make this marinade of equal amounts, and I uh, do for my batches, a quarter cup apple cider vinegar, quarter cup fresh lemon juice, and a quarter cup extra virgin olive oil. Blend all that up, uh, and then you dip your onion rings in that mixture, kind of shake it off, put it on your dehydrator tray, add whatever spices you want, certainly salt. You can add garlic, minced garlic. It's really delicious. You can make them spicy with a little sprinkle of cayenne pepper and dehydrate them. And you can't over 
dehydrate. So here's another thing. You can save money because you don't need a timer. And if you get a dehydrator with a timer, it's going to be a lot more money. So you don't have to have that because you you can't burn it like an oven. It just goes Mm. and goes until your food's really dry and crunchy. And that's what you want is to uh, have the food very dry, and then it will store for a much longer period of time. So to dehydrate onion rings, it takes me about a day. Kale oh, chips, <laughs> you caught me off guard there, Sherry. I'm thinking, okay, you know, 30 minutes, maybe I'll make them later tonight. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. no, six days later, you can go ahead and have your onion ring. <laughs> okay. All right, so this oh, is a well, production. Sometimes this it's is a planning a thing. This isn't just... <laughs> Pop it in like the toaster oven, and you're good to go. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, no wonder why I yeah. haven't done it. Use the dehydrator that's still in the box. Okay. Now it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. It's still in the box. But you know, okay. once it's in there, you <laughs> set it, forget it. Right. The old saying. Right. Ron Popeil used to say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But you do. You set it, forget it, walk away, and it can be less time for sure. Oh, it depends. Right. Um, kind of on the, the humidity and uh, weather things, but I, I've done them in half a day before, too. And, and all these and recipes are on your website, right, Sherry? They're all on your website? They are. Come visit Give that me, website, Juice Lady Info. Say it JuiceLadyInfo.com. And I have recipes in my Living Foods Revolution book. A lot of these recipes are there. Um, and I'll be glad to help you. Any questions? And I also, in just the little bit of time we have left, I wanted to talk about, like about water seconds. for a second, too. 30, like 30 okay, seconds. get a water purifier. Get a Berkey because it's not dependent on faucet, um, anything. You can use pool water, uh, lake, stream water, whatever. It does a gorgeous job of filtering everything out and making pure water. And my code for 5% off, Juice Lady 5, um, I have a Berkey, and we use it, I mean, every day in pure, fresh water. Uh, So get prepared because... That's the thing I'm seeing first missing on store shelves. I go look for the water bottles, and there's very little there. Oh, so we got to get prepared. Unbelievable. All right, Sherry, give it a second one more time, and then we got to bump, my friend. All right, come visit me, JuiceLadyInfo.com. Ask me questions. I'm happy to help you, happy to help you get prepared. Get dehydrated. Dehydrate up a storm. We're going to be ready for them. Yeah, that's right. right. You get all the fuel and, and the uh, and it gets your stuff ready at home. So thank you, Sherry, and we will talk to you soon, my friend. Have thank a great, you, my friend. Great week dehydrating, dehydrating, and you got to start doing it now, people, because I had no idea that it takes a day to get that onion ring to where it needs to be. So plan ahead, plan accordingly. Get your dehydrators today. This stuff's real. This stuff's real. You don't believe me? Mike Adams. Listen to Mike Adams on his show, The Health Ranger. And actually, we are recording his show tomorrow, which is going to air next week on the 24th. So yeah, I'm sure we will be bringing that up. Mike Adams is going to be, we're going to record his show tomorrow. Mike Adams, the health ranger, the uh, owner of brighttown.com, brighttown.tv. And that is, um, uh, we're going to be airing that episode on the 24th. Yeah, the Mike, and I have that Mike Adams story, which I will save and share with you when he comes onto the air and we'll have a good time with him. Cause you know, I met him when I was in Tulsa and I will share that. He was my virtual boyfriend for four months. We'll leave it at that. And then um, speaking of brighthand.tv this Friday at uh, 5 PM mountain time from five to six, 
Mountain Time. That's prime time on the East Coast, 7 to 8 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm going, or in Eastern Time, I'm going to be debuting my video show over on TV. And uh, Karen Kingston is going to kick it off with me over there and Dr. Jane Ruby. So what I was going to do is have them both come on together. So you're going to have the two ladies who are going to deliver the most important information about the COVID and the non-vaccine bioweapon. And I'm going to tell you, they, they, they know more than all these boys do. They really do. They know more than these doctors. They know more than these experts because they're just dropping facts and truth bombs. And, oh, my God, it's in the patent. Next slide. And then Dr. Jane Ruby, oh, my God, her information. And they're making it so simple for people to understand. So I highly encourage you to check that out, brighthand.tv. And then it's going to be this Friday at uh, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Those two of the smartest ladies you will ever hear uh, on any of the media. They're going to be uh, opening the show with me and uh, showing the boys how it's done. And speaking of brighthand.tv, we're sharing that time slot. Each Friday at that same time slot is going to have uh, a different expert that has a show. So I just wanted to share who those people were because I looked it up the other day and then I was like, I looked it up this morning. I said, whoa, okay, that is an amazing time slot. Dr. Jane Ruby is going to be on Mondays and then Doug Billings on Tuesdays, Lee, Dr. Lee Merritt on Wednesdays, Dr. Michelle and Mark Sherwood on Thursdays, and then I'm bringing up the rear on Fridays. Whoa, I am honored to be in such incredible presence as those amazing, amazing people in that Friday rotating slot that we've got. So we're going to do them proud. And the thing that I'm trying to do for this Monday, I'm actually guest hosting for Brighton.tv, I'm kicking off the morning. Not only am I closing out the day, I'm kicking off the morning by hosting Dr. John Diamond's show, America Unhinged. And that is at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. I know, that's early, right? And then um, I'm going to see if I'm going to be able to get Dr. Jane Ruby, Doug Billings, Dr. Lee Merritt, and the Sherwoods to come on see how their first week went over on brighton.tv. So I encourage you to go check out the incredible lineup over on brighton.tv Monday through Fridays. And that starts at 7 a.m. Mountain time through like, um, it's like nine or 10 o'clock and Vandersteel closes up the day. Incredible, incredible shows. And they were so awesome this weekend over at the uh, Reawaken tour, uh, Reawaken America tour event, Bob Denny, Bob Sisson, Got a chance to meet Dr. Alan Keyes. That was great. Met so many amazing people. Did meet Dr. Jane Ruby. Got a chance to meet Matt Thayer, who is the, oh my God, we had so much fun with Matt Thayer. It's 1233. I am, um, I got Colleen Biggs coming in at 1238 and Audrey Kirchner was coming in at 1227. And then I saw her jump in the queue. She jumped out. So I'm waiting to see if she's coming back into the queue. But otherwise, this is, this is actually kind of good because there's so much to share about this amazing weekend. So for those of you who are unaware, the Clay Clark and General Michael Flynn's Reawaken America Tour that is going across the country and there are different cities all over the country. The first one we went to is where this whole thing started for me, uh, having all these amazing people as part of my partners on the show and, and, and become friends with them and, and get them to come on and kind of give you some really raw information, plus see a different side of them where it's a little bit more fun, not so serious, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you just need a little, little something in, in amongst all of the truth bombs and the facts that come at you about all this crazy information that we're learning. Um, and that was when we were in Tulsa back in April of last year, which is almost a year ago. Anyway, they were here this weekend. We were up in the media room, had some great and incredible interviews. Um, we did about seven hours straight, raw, uncut. I just let the thing play. You can catch that on um, on our Rumble channel. That's the video. We actually did video. I went live with video. 
and had amazing guests. There was seven, about seven hours of interviews. Yet that's also on all the podcast players. I let it play there too for as long as it would register. So I'm not sure if that's three hours or four hours, but that thing will go until it shuts it down. Um, and that's on all the 25 different podcast players. And um, then Karen jumped on with me on uh, Saturday. So we did our first live interview together, which was awesome. About 45 minutes. That's episode 283. For any of those, and that was actually a lot of fun. And she was in rare form because she actually, yeah, you saw her personality come out as opposed to just uh, the technical side of stuff. So that was great. So that was 283. And that video over on Rumble, and that's also on the 25 podcast players, and then a seven hours of nonstop interviews where it was just behind the scenes stuff too, which was pretty awesome. That was episode 282 on the 25 podcast players, and then of course on the Rumble. Then that's, uh, you can get everything home talk show on Rumble, or you can just go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That'll give you listings to all the social media sites, you know, that menu of all the different things that you can choose. And I highly encourage you to check that out. It was really great. Um, and a lot of those guests are going to be coming on the show. I met Mercedes, who is uh, the, the sidekick, the co-host for the Lance Walno, Walno show, which is over on Real Voice America. And she was awesome. You know, it's amazing. You know, I give credit, so much credit to these ladies, right? The ladies who love liberty that are on shows, that host shows, that, that are the guests on shows. Um, they really step it up. If you listen to them, and I'm not saying men are bad. I didn't say that. I didn't say anything about the boys, but since this is a, this is a, this is an estrogen show, right? Except for Michael. The, the women really hit it out of the ballpark, whether it comes to business, organizations, um, groups, community organ, community events, community gatherings, um, support, uh, collaboration, again, the business expertise, and of course, all these experts that we have about the COVID and all that fun, amazing things that's going on on the planet today. The women really hit it out of the ballpark. And they don't really have that ego slide, you know what I mean? And that's when I was on Colleen Biggs' show um, that last week. She was awesome enough to have me on her show. We were talking about that. You know, once you find that amazing, amazing group of women that you can, that you can collaborate with and, and, and work together, I highly encourage you to really step it up a notch. And it, it is amazing, amazing things that can happen um, when, when women work together, right? We're powerful people. Uh, we use, tend to not necessarily work well together. That's kind of the stereotype. But at least what we're trying to do on our platform is break, break through, the, through that and uh, get all those amazing women to work together. So anyway, go check out all the great, Amer- the great people that we got a chance to interview. A lot of those people are going to be coming up. Um, I don't, I, there's so many of the business cards and, and um, photos, photos that I'll be listed on the website and social media. But it was, just, it was awesome just to get to know people, get to interview them. And then I'm going to bring those to you on this very show also. Um, and then again, go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Go check out all the amazing uh, resources and tools and episodes and other people's shows and things to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference. And before I bring on Colleen, speaking of collaboration and amazing women organizations and networking, I did want to mention that, um, yes, I, I, I've been a little under the weather, right? but I don't have the COVID and you don't have the COVID. You don't, does anybody really have the COVID? You don't need to go get a test to tell you you have a cold, right? If you want, treat it as the COVID. The protocol for all that is on our website. It's in that list that you'll find at everythinghomeaboutus.com. The protocol is there. You can get the prophylactic, which is preventative. I highly encourage everyone to follow Dr. Zeb Zelenko. He was there too. Got a chance to meet him. <laughs> Such a great man. And um, we're going to get him on the show. But anyway, I encourage you to get his supplements. It is, um, we partner with them. It's listed on that website. 
You can buy a 30-day supply, $52.50. You take two pills a day. It has all the supplements that are in there, all the vitamins that you need to be proactive. And it's for all types of viruses to boost that immune system. And then once you use promo code HOME, it gets you to that price, which is 5% off plus free shipping. And I priced them out individually, and it was twice as much as then. So protect your body, protect yourself, protect your immune system from the cold, the food, the, 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 food, the flu, and the COVID. I encourage you to get that. Everything home about us.com. Make sure you use promo code HOME. The link is there. And keep yourself healthy. All right. It is 12 39. I'm two minutes behind. Let's bring on Miss Colleen Biggs. Miss um, Colleen Biggs, I love this lady. She's so awesome. Colleen Biggs is an award-winning peak performance consultant, international speaker, best-selling author, and CEO of Lead Up for Women, a unique community of tens of thousands of passionate female entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who are leading the way to dominate the entrepreneurial market audience. Big round of applause. Colleen Biggs is kind of a big deal. Colleen, how are you, my friend? Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Of course I can. How are you? Awesome. I'm so good, Michelle. Your show, I've been listening to it. What's up with that juice lady? I thought it was going to take 30 minutes, too. She said an hour. I was like, whoa. That's like, she said all day. I was like, that's dedication right there, man. So, but if it's just dehydrating, you can go do your thing, right? And then yeah, come back dehydrate and, and leave. Later, right? yeah. yeah, drop yeah. it and leave. But I say, set it and forget it, That's how we run our businesses. Set it and forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I'll just give everybody a little background how you and I found each other. You know, um, we encourage everyone. You know, you've got a voice. You've got a message. Regardless if it's something that you think might be relevant to the world, get yourself out there on other podcast shows. There's multiple, multiple places where you can find all these things. That's how we found each other. And then I said, you know what, let's, mm-hmm. do, you know, let's do a little collaboration call. I'm kind of into that thing that seems to be working for me. Uh, it's supposed to be 30 minutes. I think it was like six hours. And then next thing you know, like new best friends. <laughs> and the awesome part, we live here. We're like 20, 30 minutes away from each other. Uh, amazing. Yeah. You don't know that until you pick up the phone, right, Colleen? That's right. Oh, my gosh. Show up, right? That's like tip number one. Show up. If you own a business, you've got to show up and you've got to follow through. There's got to be accountability. There's so many tips that you and I could share today about being an entrepreneur. But I think the one thing, Michelle, that you and I have recognized is if you want to collaborate with other people, you've got to you've got to create that collaboration because other people won't do it for you, right? You have to you have to create the collaboration. You have to be the one that goes out there and purposefully brings people together. When you do that, they'll all show up. <laughs> and that's so right. It's so it's spot awesome. on because I think a lot of people always think, well, someone else will do that. Oh, I'll just get it later. And it was a perfect example. And it's for everything in life. And it's not just the collaboration. It's really, if it's, if it's in that moment, don't wait, don't hesitate. Because mm-hmm. I did it this weekend. And you would think I've practiced with my preach for the most part. And then I was like, you know, even mm-hmm. when something as simple as taking a picture, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm right in front of that person. I said, let's, and then they were talking to somebody. And then next thing you know, I ended up talking to somebody else and then the picture never happened and I blew it. Right. And uh, yeah, it might happen yeah. again, but you never know what happens tomorrow on the planet earth. Uh, I'm, I might not be here. Somebody else might not be here. You might not never have that moment. So don't say I'll do it later. Don't say, I'll oh, give me five more minutes. Literally you take, take advantage of the opportunities in front of you and do not hesitate. 
because you're going to miss out on something that it probably will be, could be something amazing. So, mm-hmm. I'll, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll catch them on the other, you know, later when I do another loop, if you're in old school networking, like you actually go to a location, right? No, no, no. Right then and right. there and reach out because literally uh, that moment could be gone. And it was there for a reason. So do not hesitate. We're not promised tomorrow, people. We're not promised tomorrow. You know, we should be thanking God that we woke up today, right? We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. That's how, you know, things in our lives where accidents happen and all of a sudden your life, you know, skids a whole different direction because someone gets sick in your family or someone's in an accident or your brother-in-law or sister-in-law or mother passes away, right? There's so many things that change in our lives. We are never promised tomorrow. So, do it, get it done, have the accountability piece, and bring people together. There has to be someone doing it. Be the person that, like I have this little sign in my house that says, be the change you wish to see in the world. That's it. It's very simple. Do it. Be it. Right? You've got to do it. You can't wait for someone else. Oh, well, maybe they'll do it, and then I'll join their community. No. Nope. Create the community if you want community. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah, and that, and you did it, and you did it so well, and you did it so right, and it's working. So you want to you want to share a little bit about this community that people need to know about, be a part of, and join. Yes, I do because we all need it. You know, especially I I, I work with female entrepreneurs. That's my demographic. That's my uh, sweet spot of women I love to work with. And these are women that want to be seen, want to be heard, want to be visible. But they realize the social media crap is so over-socialized and, and over-saturated with, you know, um, messages and they're constantly in our face. So how can they stand out and be different? So I've created different platforms for them to be able to do that through the magazine or the radio show. And they can build credibility by having an article or submitting a blog or being on the podcast. And now they have all of that to show what they've done, right? to use for credibility, but it's also getting them visibility in all these different uh, communities that they never had visibility in. I mean, there's a lot of one to many when you're in a, when you're on a podcast or you're in a blog or, you know, you're in an article in the magazine, you're reaching tens and thousands of people now instead of one to one, right? We do networking events. We do master classes where our members get to come and teach for an hour. You know, we do all the registration for them and they get to come and teach. We do uh, spotlights for females that inspire us to thrive every week. We do uh, interviews on Mondays, you know, directly through LinkedIn, different, different areas where they're not getting the visibility that they need. And that's just the beginning. I collab with people like you, Michelle, with so many other communities that I open them up to meeting people they've never met before and, and meeting the right person that's sitting there that's praying for them to come into their life, right? Because like you and I said, oh, we passed each other's path right now on purpose for this reason. Let's identify what that is and run with it. And I believe we all need to be doing that in our lives, and that's why I created it. But the other piece to that community becomes accountability. We need a community to hold us accountable for the things we say we're going to do through on your word. Be committed. Have integrity with your character. And those are the women I attract. You know, I, I wrote that book. Um, step into the spotlight to expand your influence, to attract the right clients. Don't waste your time with the wrong clients. Work with the right clients, and the right clients will be attracted to you when you're out there speaking, when they see you, when they feel your personality. You know, Michelle and I probably say this a lot to other people. We're not everyone's uh, slice of pie, 
because we talk fast, you know, we, we we have a lot of energy and other people are like, whoa, that's a lot of overwhelm for me. And you're like, that's okay. I'm not for everybody. Right. right. So neither, neither is, you know, your clients are attracted to you because they want that, you know, confidence or they want that type of action or they want that type of accountability or they want, you know, you've got a client out there for the, the juice lady who, you know, has someone out there that needs that purity of food and easiness in their life to help them eat healthier. And uh, so everyone is attracting the right client. But if you don't get out there and, and show up, people don't know you exist. And I'm so tired of the keyboard warriors hanging out in the background in their office and never showing their face. you got to get out there, and that's what this community forces you to do. And when you're in action, you build your confidence. The more you build your confidence, the more you sell, the more you do, the more you become the person that you want to be. So, um, you know, accountability is huge for that. Showing up is huge. And the other piece I would say is I also provide platforms and help in the areas of doing things that scare you. For some women, mm. they've never been on a podcast. They would never do a radio show, you know, like this and pop on and talk real quick and say what they need to say and have their message come out and pop off. They would just feel like they were never going to be prepared. Never going to come. Never gonna, it's never, never, never going to come. You got to jump in and say yes now and just get out there and be your authentic self. I mean, you're your secret sauce. You're the, you're the juice that, you know, that makes your product and service so amazing. Michelle, you are what makes this radio show click and be amazing and roll the way it does. No one can do it like you. Not absolutely no one because they don't have your personality. Right? So that's what makes us unique and we need to, we need to mm-hmm. lean into that because there's, Everyone else is taken. I'm sorry if you're trying to be like someone else. They're all taken. There's no one left but you. So show up as you every day. And here's the best part, Michelle. How easy is it for you to wake up and say, today I'm going to be Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll choose Michelle today. You're like, that's easy. I feel the same way. Today I'm going to wake up and be Colleen. It's easy. I can just get out there and be who I was meant to be, right, who God created me to be with all that goodness and knowledge and experience and wisdom. But, hey, ladies, we need to be students as much as we're teachers. We need to get out there and and learn and be humble Mm -hmm. and ask questions, right, and learn from others that have done it before us and not feel like we can't learn from someone that's doing some of the same stuff we're doing, right? Ooh, Michelle, I have an interest in the way you've done this radio show. I'd love to know how you put this together. Michelle be like, oh, I'll tell you everything you want to know. It's what you need to do. Don't do this because this, this held me back for a while. You know, try this. That's, about, that's what collaboration is about. That's how we help each other move forward faster. Um, but you've got to get out there and do things that scare you. You know, saying today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a Facebook message or, you know, I'm going to contact someone on LinkedIn. No, go down and do a video. Book a speaking gig. Do something yeah. that's going to scare the crap out of you to help you expand and grow. You know, that's what we need to be expanding and growing every day to become the best version of ourselves we can be. You've got to surround yourself with people that fuel your success. I don't care what anyone says out there. Your network is your net worth, who you hang out with, who you spend time with, who you have in your circle. Those are the people you're going to be like, want to aspire to be like. Don't be the smartest person in the circle. Learn from other people. And 
Surround yourself with only the people that are going to help you fuel that success. Get the poo-pooers, the naysayers, the negative nillies. Tell them, see ya. Um, you're not, yeah. you know, I don't want you in my life anymore. And it's hard to let go of those people. But what happens is as you grow, you shed layers, and they grasp onto those layers as tight as they can because they want you to be the person you used to be. Remember the people you get around? All they do is talk about high school. You're like, dude, <laughs> we are 50. Yeah. You're <laughs> 50, dude. Still talking to me about, I don't remember that in high school. Yeah, I don't like, remember that. Past. Come on. Yeah, I, that, yeah the touchdown, I get it. All right. I know, I know you're awesome, and right now your beer belly is so big that uh, you're, I can't even pretend you're hot, okay? Okay? Like, I, I'll just Yeah, when was the last there. time you did a push-up? Come on, tell me, when was the last time you did a push-up? can't even see your so, shoes, buddy. Come on, let's do that's this. So, yeah. It's so true. It's so true, but be around the people that fuel your success today. My circle and my world looks so different than my 30 years in corporate America, but I'm thankful for those 30 years in corporate America. I honed in skills. I got experience. I had mentors. I learned so much about what I wanted in life and what I needed in life and also what I didn't want, right? And that we need to be yeah. thankful for those pieces of knowledge that we had going through our past and not resent them, but, but want our future to be better. And, and how are you impacting other people along the way? So be the change you want to be in the world. Act like it. Show the action. Do things that scare you, and your life will be amazing. 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 Yeah. So, Colleen, I'm excited that we are going to do a long-form interview because this is this this like was a teaser for people to say, okay, we're going to do something that's probably at least 30 minutes, maybe a little longer, depending on if she wants to go mm -hmm. uh, a, a little bit. Maybe we'll do – I think we should knock it out for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. This was just a teaser for people because it, literally – you listen to that, your whole, not only is your day going to change, your 2022 will change. I guarantee you. And if you can mm -hmm. imagine, you listen to that segment, that's how you start your day every day. Whoa, right? Amazing, amazing things yeah. uh, will happen and change in your life. Colleen, give your website so people know how to find you. Would you please, my dear? Heck yeah. It's uh, leadupforwomen.com. <laughs> leadupforwomen.com. You can also find me at colleenbiggs.net if you want more of moi way to find me leadupforwomen.com and i'm going to get you a shirt that says i'm not everyone's slice of pie okay we're going to get matching <laughs> shirts i'm not everyone's slice of pie and then we're going to we're going to sell them we're not they're going to be a hit we're going to be a hit um so awesome doing. i love it <laughs> i know if i know a printer i've got a shirt printer i got a guy who's got a guy i'm from jersey i got a guy who's got a guy not a problem we're from care. Jersey. We're both from Jersey. And they're like, oh, oh my right. gosh, I believe yeah, Michelle's right. clone just jumped on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. If they teach you one thing in Jersey, if they teach you one thing in Jersey, it's be confident about who you are and that you're from Jersey. It's crazy. I don't know how that happened, but I'm thankful I was born there. Even though I live oh, in Arizona, you live in Arizona. Yeah. So thankful yeah. I'm from there because I have this like, this we got the foundation. Confidence. Got the foundation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got great. that? You got that? Yeah, You're right? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you got the foundation. So you had a little bit of confidence <laughs> in there and you got a little bit of confidence, right? And then you come out here and everyone's asleep. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is the, no wonder why everybody wants to come here. It's the low hanging fruit. These guys are asleep. I don't even, I need to make more business out of my bed before these people even know what happened. It's four in the afternoon for them. Yeah. So no, yeah. that's what it is. That's true. Those East, Coast, East true. Coast people, those Jersey girls, they tell you that you could take the Jersey, take the girl out of Jersey, can't take the 
Jersey out of the girl. There it is. Jersey um, out of the girl. One more time, mm-hmm. my dear. Then I got to go. Leadupforwomen.com. Leadupforwomen.com. Oh, Colleen, you are definitely my slice of pie. So thank you very much. <laughs> and I'll, I'll contact you tomorrow and we'll get the long form interview scheduled. Have a fabulous Perfect, day. Perfect, Michelle. Awesome show. Best. Everyone enjoy it. I'll see you later, babe. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks so much. Oh, man, I tell you, this is what happens, everybody, when you do a collaboration call. And I've been encouraging you to do that. Remember, it is. Uh, it's time to do that. Why would you not? Why would you not? It's rejuvenation January. And it was, you start these collaboration calls and you talk to people and then you find out what you, what you have in common. Who can work with who? Who knows who? And you put together an amazing group. That's what our Save My Freedom is all about. Save My Freedom. It's about saving freedom for personal, financial, and professional. Come join us. You're going to have people like Colleen Biggs is part of it, right? That's, a, that's one of the leaders in the group. And bring all your friends. Find out who's like-minded, who wants to work together, network. And uh, then we have an amazing group, the Cool Kids Club, officially. There you bring it. Um, find out about all the amazing people, right? It's all right there. We're just making it easy, making a place for everyone to show up. All right, we are way over, 1256. So let me bring on Michelle Jewsbury. She's uh, been so kind and patient to sit in the queue there. Um, Michelle Jusier is the founder of Unsilenced Voices, a 501c3 nonprofit focused on inspiring change in communities around the globe by encouraging victims to break free and survivors to speak up about domestic violence and sexual assault. And we talked about this a lot on the show. This is so much more uh, apparent and um, a problem in so many people's worlds than you would think, but uh, it's something that needs to be addressed, and we'll talk about it all the time if we need to. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Michelle, thank you for hanging in there. Colleen just kept ro- running and running. I was like, this is flowing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to reel her in, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love listening to you Jersey girls talk about life. It was amazing. <laughs> Great job, Michelle. Super excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we have a totally different perspective. And then you put us together. It's like, you know, like the perfect storm. You've got the, the hot front, the cold front, and then all of a sudden there's all kinds of chaos in between. So welcome to our platform. You're, uh, you and I had a great conversation when we were talking on our collaboration call. And uh, we, entered, we were introduced by a, uh, another great, amazing woman, um, Catherine Nunez. So I just want to thank her for putting that, putting us together. So tell us a little bit about you because you're more than just this nonprofit. And obviously we're going to have you back on to talk about your coaching world and speaking endeavors that you've been doing for a very long time. But today we're going to focus on the organization Unsilenced Voices. So a little bit about you and then let's jump into the organization. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Again, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. Super excited to be speaking to everybody on this call because what you stand for, what this platform stands for is about freedom, right? Save my freedom. And unfortunately, right now, our freedoms are being taken away from us and domestic violence Mm -hmm. is increasing as a result of some of those freedoms being taken away. So a little bit about me. I grew up in a small town in North Idaho, moved around my whole life. My mom and my dad were amazing support of me. My daddy was military. Uh, When I was about 16, I wanted a real job. So my mom trained me in the restaurant industry where I spent over 12 years uh, as manager and bartender, back of house, front of house, working in the restaurant industry. And I, I loved it, but I knew that I wanted something even more in my life. Well, that's something even more when I was 
the young, ripe age of 20 years old was to move to Hollywood, California and be a movie. Things were going well when I got to California. I was starring in independent plays and feature films and independent films. Oh. And I thought I was on my way to success and stardom. And lo and behold, I ended up meeting somebody, this blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy who swept me off my feet. And we'll call him Paul for namesake, and I uh, was pursued by him uh, for about four or five months before I, I finally said, yes, let's date. And we began our love affair, and that love affair ended shortly with domestic violence. The first time my head went through the wall was about four months into our relationship. Wow. So this was roughly April 2012, and I ended up staying with him for over four years. And during those four years, I endured psychological manipulation, physical violence, sexual abuse, and financial abuse. And when I finally escaped the relationship, I sat in front of my computer and started to document what happened to me. And from there, it came out in a play format because I originally moved to Hollywood to pursue acting. And I was able to write and perform a 65-minute solo show called But I Love Him about my experience in domestic violence. And that's when people started coming up to me and telling me their stories. And that's when I knew I had to do something even more because your story matters. In 2017, huh. I started the nonprofit organization called Unsilenced Voices. We currently operate in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and we are doing a five-city tour in the United States this year, starting April 22nd in Dallas, where we will be impacting survivors and educating the community and bringing those resources that are absolutely necessary to those individuals. And in 2019, I wrote my first book, But I Love Him, and I've been speaking on stages worldwide ever since. So that's me in a nutshell, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on this stage. Whoa. I, you know, and the thing that I want people to be aware of, I learned a whole bunch that I didn't know about you. And we already had, we, had, we talked on our collaboration call to talk about, you know, a little bit about each other in, in the organization. So it just goes to show you, you just get a little bit. And then you, you, the more that you get a chance to be engaging with people and collaborating with people and communicating with that person, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you find out all of these amazing things. Like I didn't, I, I, we didn't talk about you being like a, like a full-on actress in the, the one-woman show. I mean, how, <laughs> how cool is that, right? No idea. Yeah, it was, I was like, awesome. Ooh. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. But, you know, God, God makes beautiful things out of broken pieces. And the history yeah. that you have, the education that you have, he will use that for the greater good. And uh, unfortunately, in my situation, it was abuse. But the positive aspect is I had the talent and I was equipped to then take my story to the stage and be able to speak on platforms like this, Michelle, so we can impact people together. Because just like Colleen said, women need to work together and mm -hmm. you choose yourself every day. You have to wake up and say, I choose me. I choose Michelle. I choose you. So it's, it's so incredibly important. Yeah, and you, you're giving a, a great example of something that was a crisis, a tragedy in your life, not a great experience, obviously, uh, life-changing. And then look what you've done with the talents that you had before that happened. 
and then brought it into doing something to make a difference, to help people, to help other women. And and, and it all kind of, it's amazing how it all flows together. So for anyone that's listening, and you might have gone through some things in life, Use them, use, use them for the powers of good, right? That's what every woman in this show today, the things that, are, that they're doing now, they, they have turned something bad or something tragic or into something amazing for the from a win. So they could have, and they could have done it and kept going with powers for bad, right? They've turned it around. So now utilizing it for something amazing and helpful and the powers of good. So think about what those yep. things are that you're not even tapping into. So even if you are doing something successful in business or an organization or whatever, um, there's probably something else that you can be doing because the other thing I wanted to bring up and then, and then I got to run here. Um, it is 2022 and everybody needs to step it up a notch, right? So this is the time right now. And, and I'm going to do the cliche thing. You need to be the 2.0 version of you. So whatever you were like before you started listening to this show, you need to step it up and become 2.0. Once you finish listening to the show, that's the commitment you need to make to the planet today that you need to make to yourself. You need to make to God, your maker, right? Cause you're not doing enough. I don't care what you're doing. You're not doing enough. And I had this conversation over the weekend and I can hear it in everybody's voices today that I'm going to, I'm going to ask all of them to step it up too, because if you're doing something to help, you need to do more because there needs to be more help. And then everyone that is in some sort of a role like that needs to do more. So Michelle, are you, are you committed with me to do a 2.0 version and do more? Cause what you started today was not enough of you because you know, you're, you have more in you. So let's just do that. 2.0 version is amazing. And everybody else on here, everybody listening. Yes. We can yeah. always do something even more because your voice matters. Your story matters. Your impact matters. And yeah. if you'd like to, help and be a part of unsilenced voices and be able to impact even more or even use your story on one of our platforms to where you can help survivors just text the word uv i guess it's not a word it's two letters u as an unsilenced <laughs> v as in voices to 26786 again text uv to 26786 and we will get you all of the information you need to help us and to be able to use your voice and your platform to make even more difference. Yeah. Step into your own. It's time everybody jumps on the 2.0 train. Cause imagine if uh, everybody did that, look what more could happen. You can and get, um, you could be an unsilenced voice. No more, right? There you go. Unsilenced voice. No more in mm-hmm. all different, no, all different ways. So check, check, check them out. U V to two, six, seven, eight, six, and give your website real too. Uh, could you, Michelle? Yes, of course. So it's unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org. Awesome. Thank you so much. I look forward to you coming back on and talking about this five tour event, five cities, but was it five cities, right? Five cities across the country. Yep. Five cities. Okay. Yep. Excited okay, to sure. start April 22nd in Dallas. Oh, well then we'll definitely, we have, I have time to get you on before that. And then we'll start spreading this out. And I have a couple of intros to make to you for you. And then, uh, yeah, let's do this together. Everyone is jumping to 2.0 and then we don't have to worry about domestic violence anymore. Maybe we can kind of cut that in half. That would be good. Could you imagine the world would be a better place? Yeah, oh, it's it's men and women. Yeah. It's not just women, mm-hmm. it's men too. So thank you, Michelle. Yep. You have a fabulous week. Keep up the amazing work. 
Thank you, Michelle. You have an awesome week as well. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, everybody. We've made it to the second hour of the show. This is when the wheels are really going to come off, okay? I've got three amazing, amazing special liberty loving ladies, and they're all going to be joining me sitting shotgun. All righty. But first up, first up, we're going to have to cue the music because it is time for Michelle's patriotic soapbox. Let's do this. This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. All right, this next hour and a half to two hours is probably going to be the most powerful time you're going to have all week long. Actually, it might be the second or third because you're going to listen to this show over and over. So joining me and starting off, Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox today, the first of the Lady Loving Liberty ladies. They say that right. Just a lot of L's, people. Tana Gert, she is an American businesswoman, inspirational speaker, business consultant, and author who became a household name and a TV personality. When she was the runner-up for both NBC shows, The Apprentice, along with the guy made Donald Trump, and a reality star's fear factor. Tana was one of the first hires for the Donald J. Trump for president campaign in 2015, where she served as Donald Trump's original hype girl, as well as being a national TV spokesperson and senior advisor to him. And due to her award-winning record, She's always a winner, everybody. A winner and huge as a huge win in Iowa. She was rehired for her leadership, trusted advisory, and forward thinking tactics as President Trump's 2020 reelection campaign team. And now she's back on stage where she belongs, helping others attract success in their personal and professional lives. Her most popular presentation, Rewriting the Political Playbook, inspires patriots that the time is now to get loud and proud to be an American and take back our country audience. A big round of applause for a country loving, common sense cap wearing, freedom fighting, patriot promoting, center stage speaking, masses motivating, badass business a babe. <laughs> Tana, how are you today? Oh my gosh, thank you, Michelle. I'm fabulous. How are you? I am excellente. It is a been, it's been a fired up show. The ladies have just outdone themselves one after the next after the next. And I'm, I'm encouraging everybody that's listening and even them to take it to the next level because it's 2022. And I just heard me say it to Michelle Jewsbury. Everyone needs to step it up from who they were this morning when they woke up because we're all not doing enough because look where we are in this right. country. Look where we are now with everybody in, in the world. Right. And uh, we all yeah. need to step it up one more. We all need to be the 2.0 version of ourselves starting immediately because what else do we have to do? Right, right? on. What else do we have to do? <laughs> I love what, it. Let's do it. We don't know what's We might not be here tomorrow, Tiana. So, so, what, so why not? Why not put it all? Why not be all in like in a poker round all in now? Right. Right. Yeah, you know what I say, Michelle? I'm always like, let's go full send. Like all <laughs> full send is all in on steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's time. 
like, you know, I'm I'm tired of of, of hearing excuses or trying to feel like, I didn't feel like I've accomplished enough today or, uh, you know what, then, oh, I kind of missed that. So we'll just do it tomorrow. No, 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 no. Because literally, if this was like two or three years ago, I'd say, you know, because you're putting together like longer term plans, right? Maybe. But now, literally, things could literally go to poop in a handbasket, right? Or is it a hell in a handbasket? Yeah. Poop in a pile or whatever. Tomorrow morning. Because it is that insane. Uh, It is that insane. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, thank goodness I've never been at death's doorstep, but um, I've had loved ones be there here today, gone tomorrow. You think you got, you know, 20 years with a sibling, and next thing you know, they go to the hospital and they never come out. So I agree with you. Let's go now. Yeah, and find the people in, in your world that you want. To be, yeah, and you want to be. You want to find the people who are on the same page, and br- and bring them all together, and find who those people Absolutely. are. Right, because it is it is time for everyone who is on the same page to come together. Because the other side is as against us no matter what. Right, and and the ones that are so far gone right. love love their masks. And they just can't wait to put them on and wake up in the morning. Maybe they sleep with them. I don't know. So those are the people that right. can't wait to get that booster. Right? They love the boosters. They're like, hey, is there like an eighth one coming out that I can get? You know, because that's the best oh, thing. Oh, you know. So and some people love to be together. sick. And they, they love this because it's feeding on the fear. Uh, some people, like I said, love being sick. I know people that love to go to the hospital. I'm a life coach and dealing with a lot of women. I understand that a lot of women, that's the only way they get attention. There's a lot of sickness, mm-hmm. a lot of mental illness. And this, this disease, this virus, this, this uh, epidemic, whatever we want to call it, COVID, right. Omicron, whatever we want to call it, is creating a lot more uh, messes and a lot more paranoia, fear, and all that. And I just say we got to push, push way past that. And what I'm noticing in this world is there's a lot of people, even on your team, that don't want to see you win. And those are the people that I I concentrate on because I I have noticed in the audiences that I go to, we can't divide it down the middle, conservatives and liberals, left and right, whatever, uh, east east coast, west coast. We can't divide it down the middle because what I'm noticing is in the same groups, in the same parties, in the same networks, there's poison, there's toxicity, there's negativity, there's people that want to take your legs out. And those are the people I want to avoid. And those are the people that take you down and pray for your failures and pray to God that you get sick. And, you know, and they're the, they're the ones you got to worry about. And and that's really where my focus has been. So, and, and, you know, you come from an interesting perspective, right? Because you were on The Apprentice. That's a business show. So you, you went, you were all business, yeah. right? Very successful. I mean, it's all kind of a business. big deal to get to the point where you're on, not only on the show, but then what? It was the first runner up, right? Wasn't that what it was? Yes. Uh-huh, it was okay. runner up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then that's kind of a big deal. Okay. To be able to get that far, especially for somebody like Donald Trump. And this is before he was president. Okay. Oh yeah. This is when he was a businessman, when everybody was, you know, thought he was an American idol uh, and worshiped him <laughs> and they loved him. him for money. And, oh, they loved him. I saw it with my own two eyes. So it was the number one rated reality television show in the day. It, I went on there because it was business and I'm all business. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, so I'm 24-7, 365. Uh, The only time I'm not working and hustling and making money or thinking about my business and how to move the needle 
is when I'm asleep. So I'm all business, and it was business, and I did go all, almost all the way, um, and it was a humongous blessing, and I learned so much. But with that, you know, you've got people that don't like to see others succeed, and that's where mm-hmm. I started with, I'm going to do presentations about what I'm observing, and what I'm observing is jealousy, hatred, uh, toxicity, people that put – uh, that want bad things to happen to other people. And how do you get them out of your life? And a lot of times they're family members. So how do you get mm-hmm. rid of them if they're your family members? And so Donald Trump put me on the map uh, to be a professional speaker that's, you know, sought out after. And, and, and I thanked him for that and was grateful for that. I mean, yes, Mark Burnett cast me out of a million people, but I had wow. to do the work on the show to keep my butt there. I had to keep winning. I had to be good. I knew I had to know how to sell, negotiate, uh, be diplomatic with the other 17 people that wanted to kill me, me out of the house. So there was a lot of strategy. Uh, so you don't get to go on that show and go as far as I went if you're an idiot. And Donald Trump saw that in me. And we immediately were like, oh, my gosh, we're two peas in a pod. Like I was a male version of him without the billions in the bank account. And he loved the hustle, the grit, the I'm a mother and I will knock you down, get out of my way because I'm going to the top. And he loved that competitive spirit. And fast forward 10 years, he gives me a ring and says, I need you to help me become the president because if I don't win Iowa, I'm not the president of the United States. Hmm. And I was like, my God, like I have three careers I absolutely love, just like you, right, Michelle? Imagine somebody saying, hey, quit the radio show, quit public speaking, quit traveling the country, meeting people, which you love to do, quit inspiring people, which you love to do, quit making a lot of money, which you love to do, quit your radio show, and quit being a life coach because I need you full time. And by the way, you're going to make peanuts because I'm self-funding this thing and I'm just getting started. <laughs> right. Welcome. Welcome to the poor Patriot Club because all the Patriots, right. Right not, right. everybody else has got loaded with cash club. and then you have the poor Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Ex- well, you know, there's a lot of Patriots that are getting really rich off of his name, um, off of saying they've got ac- access to him. You know, every day I get an email saying, hey, you know, Tana, could you do me a favor and get this to the president? And, and I'm like, I have two choices here to blow smoke up these people's rear end and let them think that I can get tomorrow logo tomorrow and hand deliver this to them or be honest. And of course I'm always honest. So I said, you know, I would love to help you out, but unfortunately I have no, um, I'm not planning on going to Mar-a-Lago anytime soon. So my best advice would be, and then I give them, you know, an email address or an actual address where I know he'll get the stuff. But I'm not going to pretend and sell access to a man who did so much for all of us and so many mm-hmm. people are getting so rich. And I'm just going to do it the way that I know how, and that's the ethical, hardworking, hustling um, way that I know how to do it. And God willing, he's keeping providing, which is great. You know, you brought up something great in the beginning, and I think this is, uh, especially in this time, which you just gave another example of how people are misrepresenting themselves, and you mentioned it in the beginning. Um, And I want you to kind of, and and part of this is your presentation, in in multiple presentations, whether you're doing it for business or for, for groups across the country that are, that are literally trying to save and take back America. Um, Mm -hmm. 
how, when people are, how do we, how do you, how do you sniff out somebody who's not being genuine in, even though that they do a great job trying, or maybe you believed them before, right. because you really got to get rid of those people. I mean, and in, in, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll be blunt. And I say this all the time in, in the, on this platform in the show in, let's just call this the conservative movement. Okay. Or the people that mm-hmm. are all in this. And mentioned a lot of them are there, like you said. They say they they're making a lot of money, and they really not, yeah not would not good intentions, and not only not 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 anything to back it up, right? They love to sell the empty right. box. So uh-huh. um, the conservative people in general, a lot of them don't work well together because they're always wanting to be on the center stage, right? And they're always thinking yeah. they're fighting over the same donation dollar rather than working right. together, which is the why we always kind of fall short against the lock and step and join arms together and, uh, you know, the billions of dollars that are always attached to the other lunatic left side, right? Um, uh-huh. So how do you want people, whether it's their business or their own personal lives or even in these groups that they are, and they have good intentions and they see people that kind of pretending, but then maybe not, how do you want them to kind of like maybe identify since you've seen you, you you see right through yeah. people, so you, you know the jam and I you do. know who the players are. What can we do to be to, and then get rid of those people? Identify them and get rid of them because um, everyone doesn't have to work together. That's okay. Just find out the ones that do and the ones that don't. You've got you've got to move away because it's going to be destructive in every aspect of your life. You know that's so true. And I just had a well, we'll let me back up um, in a book that I was going to write, and I don't know if I ever will, but it's, it got started. What I started noticing really early in this game of politics in 2015 when I was one of the first hires, I had never been in politics before. So I, I noticed that a lot of weirdos, a lot of nut jobs, a lot of sick, demented uh, frauds circle in – I don't want to say they circle in, in politics, but they are – they're very involved in politics. Uh, they go to rallies. They go to campaign events. They go to fundraisers. They go everywhere for whatever reason. And I think I've determined what the reason is, um, and that is we need you so bad on campaigns that I would take anybody. Uh, we needed volunteers, but we couldn't afford to pay them. So a, a warm body walks up, and I know there are nut jobs. I need their help knocking on a door, Mm -hmm. handing a flyer. They don't have to say anything. So they get welcomed in with open arms. And with that, there's no vetting process, okay? So I started noticing, oh, okay, I'm seeing a common denominator here. People who couldn't get friends in the real world have an immediate friend or an immediate family in politics because we're desperate for helpers, workers, community. Um, and so I started saying, okay, well, as the um, encourager and the lover of all people, hurt, nut jobs, um, wounded birds, uh, people who have no friends, people whose family have kicked them out the door, I'll I welcome them because that's my nature. Well, they cling on to people like me, and they um, become life suckers for people like mm-hmm. me. And I have fallen trap to being subjected to these personalities who – love the love they're getting from someone like me. And so they use me and they use me with sad stories for me to get to the president. And the president would do nice things for these people because 
I believe their sad story, which was all mm-hmm. a lie, all a con, all made up. So I oh. talked to somebody very educated, and they were like, Tana, there's this thing, and I don't remember what it was called. I Googled it, that these freaks come out at polit- uh, presidential campaigns, <laughs> and they come out. These freaks come out every <laughs> – it's like a song. The freaks come out at night. Well, these freaks come out every four years. And you are a magnet because uh, you're loving, you're kind, you're inviting, you're warm, you're friendly. You're, yeah, you're cool. Uh, they like, want to hang out all, with you. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just, well, they were like, you're, you're the perfect person. So I start thinking of two you're like off a host, the bat. Right? You're like a host, a host and they just come in and want to suck your I blood. Am. Right. They, literally, that's exactly what this person said. And yeah. so um, I, had to, I had to identify it. So then once I identified it during the campaign, I became smarter. But what um, happens even to this day are fakes and frauds and phonies reach out to me offering to hire me to come speak. So, for example, some nut wanted me to come to a state very close to Pennsylvania. I won't give examples. And, oh, we're going to pay you. What's your fee? So I tell them, oh, man, that's, you know what? We're going to double your fee. Okay. Nobody's ever called me and said we want to give you twice as much. That makes no sense. Radar goes up, lying. So I'm like, this guy's full of it. Well, never sent the contract, never sent the deposit, he literally called me. I spent 12 phone conversations with this person. He wasted about 12 hours of my life, Ugh. and he was a con artist. So what I had to do and what I would advise anybody listening is there's so many of these lion sacks of dog meat. you got to Google search these people. <laughs> so when I finally went, enough's enough, I did a Google search. This guy's been, uh, been arrested for fraud for um, abuse on women, violence, craziness. And I'm like, and this guy's called me 12 times? How did he get my number? Oh, when I trace it back, he got my number from another con man who's another lion sack of dog meat getting paid, saying he goes to Mar-a-Lago to visit the president. The president Mm -hmm. hasn't seen the guy since D.C., the inaugural ball, it's all a lie. So there's, you can't determine who's real and who's fake unless you do a Google search. So I just had a guy last night, a, a candidate in Ohio I really want to get a, a win for, and I'm giving him some political consulting, and I really like him. And so he starts talking about somebody who was in the campaign early on who got fired, Um, who's been in the news for horrible things, and he's going on and on and on saying stuff that this person is saying. And I'm like, ho, halt. You do realize he was in the news for bad things. You do realize he's not in the political arena anymore. He's done. His name is tarnished. His opinion means nothing. He'll never work in politics again. You understand that? Well, no. Google him then. Well, if you Google a name and nothing but negative comes up, you can damn well assure yourself President Trump is not associating with them anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not. He it's, doesn't associate. Yeah. If, you have, if you have negativity or you have bad habits, um, you know, you're done. 
You're 100% done. You Google me, you will not see one negative thing about anything in my character. You will not see one negative thing that I've ever done criminally. You will not see one negative thing that I've done that's unethical. Google people. And, I, I, and, and I'm, that's really, you can't, Michelle, there's so many frauds that, that they're saying, you know, you can make money off of, oh, wait, give me some money and I'll help you get the win and I can get this to Trump. They're lying. They're lying. They can't get it to Trump and they won't get it to Trump. The only person that's getting anything to Trump is somebody that's getting paid a lot of money and he's probably, you know, getting something from that. So nobody's getting anything to Trump for nothing. Hmm. And if they're saying that they can, they're a liar. They're a liar. Yeah, it's it's good advice uh, for people just to keep in mind. And and I would, let me ask you this too. Um, You know, we have something called our intuition, right? So um, just kind of, just when it comes to identifying these shady characters, whether it's it's for political reasons, for your personal, like you're even saying in your own family at this point, right? Because all that's changed Mm -hmm. over the past uh, few years. And then your business, it's like, but you noticed that too, though. You noticed that we went with your gut instinct that this kind of person gave you a bad vibe, even though everything that they were saying made sense and you didn't get to the Google part yet to find them out. But you like mentioned that because I know that that's kind of probably something big with you and your personality and what you talk about during your Mm -hmm. presentation. People, it's rely on your gut. It's there for a reason. And you always trust it because especially a woman, our intuition, (laughs) excuse me, is never wrong. And if it says something is off, it is off. Um, and I've known that my whole life. And sometimes we like to let our hearts believe us, you know, like, for example, there was this one guy on the campaign and every time I was around him, my gut said, something's off, something's off, something's off. And so finally I, I started sitting down with myself and I'm like, well, what is it? Something's off. Okay. We know something's off. He's, you know, got mental issues and, and, and I mean, you know, he had, he had mental illness issues that he was very upfront and open about. And I respected his honesty and, you know, tried to give him some resources to help. But every time I was with him, something was off in me and I was very uncomfortable. And so when I sat with myself, I'm like, what is it? And I got the feeling that, that he was taping me. It's everything. It just kept coming back that like, he's, he's trying to fraud you and he's trying to catch you and he's trying to He's taping you. I kept thinking, and I thought, taping me? He's coming to my, my rally parties, and he's coming to my events and where I'm speaking. Like, it's not like he's in a car with me. Why would it be taping me? And I kept trying to justify what my heart and my gut and my intuition told me, right? So kept feeling, man, this guy's like being shady with me. Why is he taping me? But I had no proof. How, what the heck? Who, have, who carries a tape recorder? And how do you even tape anybody in now today's day and age, right? <laughs> Where do you buy a so, cassette tape? Do they even have those? Right. <laughs> like, how do you do it? I mean, I know you could do it on your phone and whatever. So, and he was really, he's really intelligent. And I just thought something ain't right, something ain't right. And one day I just was overcoming me. And he was just asking really weird questions that was like going, it's kind of like, you know, what do you think about Brad Parscale? You know, that can go one way or the other. And I'm honest, so I'm going to say, well, how would I think? And, but it wasn't that. And he asked me a really strange question, and I thought, I swear this guy's taping me. So I went in for a hug, 
and I grabbed where I thought it would be, and I felt <laughs> something. And I, so I pulled in his pocket, and I go, what is this? He was recording me. Oh, wow. Just like my, just like my gut said. Mm-hmm. Just like my gut said. And I said, why? And he goes, oh, I do that for everything. There's always some good content. It's not for you. It's not for you. I was hoping to get something from a candidate. Kasich was around, and he was hoping to get something. Oh, okay. Why is it on when it's just me and you and, like, two other people here? That's so weird. <laughs> but it's on now, uh, sir. Right. <laughs> and you know what it was? It was, it, was a, it was an app on a phone. It wasn't mm-hmm. the phone he used. It was another phone, and it oh, was running. Like a burner. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shady. It was just really weird. So, you know, intuition is always right, and there's just a lot of really shady people, and especially in today's day and age, just push aside politics. People are desperate. People are scared. People are losing houses. People aren't making money. Uh, the economy sucks. You can't get food at the grocery store if, you, if you're, you know, struggling. Uh, you can't get a COVID test if you need one. We're in really scary times, and desperate things happen when desperate when people get really desperate. Which is crazy that we're having this conversation only a year scary. later. As I mentioned earlier on the show, it's day 360 of the Joe Biden Nazi regime taking over, and look at the destruction that has happened in less than one year. Who I mean, we know. knew it was going to be bad, but we didn't think it was going to be this agenda driven on such a fast track. No. I mean, you know, no. it's, it is, um, no. it needs to be turned around. That's why I'm telling everyone, at least what we can all do is literally be the best version of ourselves and be that 2.0 version now because you've that, got all of these obstacles, right? So if we can do anything to that's help. That's one uh, thing for sure. That's yeah, the one thing we can, we, if we, if we can do that and then maybe that will help some other people. It will help, the, you know, the, the, yeah. at least something. So, so if we all do that, then um, something needs to change here because it's, it's not going in the right direction. No. Uh, and it's not going to get and better. Here's another so, thing, Michelle. Here, yeah. well, this is what really uh, irks me is, so I say every time I go speak, why aren't MAGA, MAGA people using MAGA people? Okay? And then people look at me like, oh, what does that mean? Okay. So I'm sick. I was just sick. Well, I can go to any doctor, but why would I give my money to mm-hmm. any doctor? Why wouldn't I give my money to a MAGA doctor who lost his job being a physician for 25 years? The hospital said, you're fired because you gave that person ivermectin, and that was going to save their life. I told you put them on a ventilator. You're fired. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. did he do? He said, I'll start my own clinic, and he did. So why wouldn't I give my money to the MAGA doctor who took a bullet for us, lost mm-hmm. his job, saved a woman's life, so I give him my $200? Yep. And that's yep. what we need to be doing. So, for example, you need a mechanic. Why not find the Trump supporter mechanic? Give them your money, not the stupid car dealership who doesn't care and makes everybody get vaxxed. Or you need a professional speaker. Why aren't these groups hiring other MAGA professional speakers like me? Why do I have to go out and market and have my sales team beat down doors when these people running these groups know President Trump handpicked me to be his warm-up act? Why does it have to be so hard? Right. Hire 
each other. If we hired the teacher who lost her job because she wouldn't get vaxxed to homeschool our kids, maybe the woman could have a full-time job paying more than her school was paying her. Nobody's thinking of that. When I mention this, people come up to my book signing tables and go, that was the best part of your speech. We never thought of it. Why aren't we doing it? I said, I don't know. It makes no sense. Like they're getting random people and paying randoms to do jobs when MAGA people are, you know, trying to survive. Yeah. It's just, and a random's never a good thing. I remember we, in, in college, you'd be like, oh, here come the, some of those random. And then never, this story never ended well with a random. Let's right. just leave it at that. It never ended exactly. well. Yeah. Think about it. Say you need a caterer for a wedding. So many people do. And, and they're going out and they're given a, a hotel chain, the, the catering business. Why not the mom and pop shop? that closed down because the economy sucks in their city. Why not say, hey, you beautiful Italian family that makes the most killer food, why don't you cater my wedding? You give them a $5,000 boost for, you know, for cooking the food for your events. Like Nobody's thinking of this. And it goes back to the mentality that we talk about, Michelle, that closed-minded, um, that there's not enough wealth for the rest of us. There's not that lack of abundance. Um, and that almost that, that not jealousy or insecurity, but not wanting to help each other that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the whole, yeah. I don't love thy neighbor as thyself anymore. We've lost God in this world and nobody is thinking about how can they help another human being along the way. And that is not a good thing. And especially now where we are, that needs to be completely changed. Uh, and we need to look at it as working together and again supporting one another and that's part of what we're creating with our Save My Freedom movement we want to bring together those patriots and we want to bring together the groups the organizations, people like yourself who the speakers, the influencers so you, you know, the like-minded people that there are to support each other because, you know, we don't want you don't want many in banks like uh, Heartland, which is what uh, they say, um, hey, Mike Mike, uh, Lindell we don't want your tens of hundreds of millions of dollars in our bank accounts, get out of here they don't want money, I mean, can you even imagine and and, Uh, and I know you don't need one more thing to do, Michelle, but you know, your platform is a great place because you have so many amazing resources. Um, and you could even have a link. Need a DJ? Here's a couple options. People that maybe you've worked with. Need a speaker? There's Tana's website. Need, you know, need this? There's that person. Need a doctor? I can give you my doctor. He does it all across the United States. If anybody's got COVID or Omicron, he takes care of you. Um, but, you know, you could have that network. Yeah, we, we the new version is gonna is a lot more user friendly to find all those people. So that's a good thing because most of them have been on the show, and the ones we haven't, we're there too. Like the must follow, must join page, where we want to we're showcasing yes. the different groups, organizations, and then the the people that are candidates that are actually passed the smell test. The ones that you might want to get yep. that are throwing a bone to, as opposed to where we tell everybody, don't give any money to the GOP. Don't give any money to these organizations and groups. Really vet the people, and again, get your money out of the big banks. They don't need it. They're only doing bad and nefarious no. things to, 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 hate, to hate us, which, you know, we're a bunch of domestic terrorists, apparently. So, uh, you know, they hate right. me. I'm a community violator. Um, I am a community violator on most oh of the social media platforms. Oops. What are you going to do? I know, Michelle. Oh, well. I was going to tell you, 
your emails came over, warning, 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 this is a dangerous website, craziness. <laughs> like, that crazy? don't open, that... this is horrible, virus attached. And I'm like, oh, my word. And yeah, you know it's not, right? <laughs> right. I'm clicking on it, and I'm seeing beautiful you know, images, and I'm like, look at this. There's like cherubs floating, and there's songs and hymns, and then oh. Jesus comes across. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, warning, no, warning, like virus, deadly, don't orange touch, and like, you'll get COVID. <laughs> it was scary colors coming through, like, oh my God, I can't open that. Hear, from Satan my friend Michelle. will get you. <laughs> oh, it was, it was Satan colors. I was like, this is crazy. They'll go way out of their way. But you know what? We uh, rise above. I feel honored. We don't quit. I, I know. You know what? You're not going to quit. Um, nor am I. I got- my, go- my goal is to get to every, every one of the 50 states and to get this message out there so it starts traveling like wildfire through the state that um, I'm, I'm rhino busting and I'm leaving no, but no name out. I'm explaining everything that I witnessed uh, within the GOP party, out of the GOP party, uh, within the Trump campaign. I mean, you name it, I saw it. And it's really disheartening because well, you could have an excellent candidate like we did, and you can have some really bad apples ruining it all and hurting Forever. people along and all, the way. Not only the election, all of our lives. Right. Tiana, I've got a bump because Annie just is in the queue. So can you give your website? And okay. I can't wait to have you back on the show again. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, my website is hey, H-E-Y, Tana, T-A-N-A, dot com. And you can find my new political presentation that Michelle was talking about right there on the homepage. And we're going to add her to our must-follow and join pages so you can find her easily. And then on the new website, we'll have the speaker page. And for people that you actually want to pay attention to, you know the messages that matter from the people you need to know about. So it's in the works. It just takes time for somebody to get it all does. the information out of my head and on from the website into a user-friendly format. What are you going to do? Tana, you are such a hey, pleasure. Michelle, Keep up the great work. You. You're a badass babe, man. I love it. So are you. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Have a wonderful day, hon. You too. You too. And I look forward to having you Thanks. back on again. What a great, great woman. What a great woman. Uh, everyone go check her out and check out her website. Hey, Tana. Hey, hey, Tana.com. Tana Gertz. Tana Gertz. All right, everybody. It is time to bring on my buddy, Annie Cyrus. My buddy, Annie Cyrus. She's a human rights activist, social media influencer, former child bride from Iran, who has devoted her life to defending, rescuing, and shining a light on the plight of women and girls suffering oppression around the world, particularly where fundamentalist Islam has taken hold. She's that expert in everything Sharia, everything Islam. And you think Muslim is good? Mm-hmm. And he brings her unique experience of having been sold as a slave, married as a child, imprisoned as a teen, and smuggled over borders, people. She's got those fatwas on her head. You can people actually want to kill her. Not unbelievable. In 2022, in the United States of America, she was an asylum seeker and became a legal U.S. citizen. I said legal as in the legal way. Uh, she didn't just run across the southern border. And a freedom-loving patriot and a follower of Jesus Christ. Who knew? Unbelievable, right? In spite of the danger, she has risen to become a model of extreme courage, determination, compassion, and strength. She's a kick-ass lady. To audience, big round of applause. For God and country, love and oppression, crushing, people protecting, truth bombing, passionate freedom, and 
space by Kelly. Annie, you have so much to say. I can only imagine. How are you, my friend, and Happy New Year? Happy New Year, love. I am hanging in there, and yes, there's a lot going wrong, and nobody's talking about it except us. Yeah, I caught you on Brandon the other day, and I'm like, well, I knew she was going to be jumping on there. And it was in the timing. I mean, you and I booked this, what, a month and a, a month ago or so, and then all of a sudden I tune on the news, and I'm like, oh. Well, isn't it perfect timing that uh, we've got Annie the Expert on? Going to go ahead and lots to share about what's going on. It's like, here we go again, people. Here we go again. Isn't that interesting, though, Michelle? Like, literally since, I'm going to say March of 2021, literally every other month, there is a major disaster that our nation is facing directly from Islamic members and seems like we're becoming more and more numb to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like maybe it's only four people this time, right? Because it's not something major, right, where they're saying, oh, there was hundreds or tens of, you know, thousands or something. Oh, there's only four. There's only three. Oh, so just two people. But it, it doesn't matter. That's just what hit the news. Exactly. And, 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 and it, it, this was interesting. I, of course, as you know, I'm, like, following the whole thing. There is so much irony involved with the synagogue situation, uh, let me start with the irony. So for your audience, l- let's quickly say what we're talking about just in case if somebody missed the news. So two or three days ago, a man walks into a synagogue and takes the rabbi and three other people hostage with a demand. What is the demand? Demand is to release an, a Palestinian woman who is serving at 68 years of present time for attempting to kill American military members overseas and is involved with bombings in the Middle East and is involved with terrorism and has ties to Hamas. This is the demand this guy is asking for. Is the guy a Muslim? Yes, absolutely. But the irony, the synagogue and the rabbi who was taken as hostage hosted an interfaith dialogue Last Saturday, wow. I invited an imam to his synagogue to preach Islam to synagogue members to teach them how Islam can go, coexist. And a week later, a Palestinian Muslim walks in and takes him and his synagogue hostage. And that part, by the way, was left out of every news that came out about this situation. So it was probably staged. Right. I mean, it I don't believe any of this stuff is actually uh, original or it's actually something that just wasn't calculated or planned. And now it sounds like they're 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 working together anyway. Right. The, 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 the two different religions, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever, uh, which is what you talk about on Brandon's show a lot. Right. The uh, Marx, Marxianity and that kind of stuff. Um Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and and so I, I, as soon as I hear stuff, I'm like, I, I, I don't. Th- I, they're probably friends. They're probably friends. And then this is just to get something else checked off a box with an agenda for something else. Or uh, you know what I mean? Am I am I am I making it up? Or am I kind of on the right page? Oh no, you're not making it up. You're very accurate. That's 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 what we call red green axis. And, oh, and that's let's it, be the red green. Okay. We, green is the one you're referring to. But but I mean. Ha- I'm not going to say all of them because that would be really over-exaggerating. Uh, but I'm going to say this. 
How many churches and synagogues, rabbis and pastors do we have right now that you can stand by and say they are fighting for us? They are putting Christianity and Judaism above all. One in 200,000? Is that a fair statement? Does uh, any say church, that again? any synagogue, I said one yeah. in 200,000. Right, I'm, I'm just making numbers up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but the point is, that, first of all, I, I said this five years ago on a speech, and I'm going to say it until, I guess, whenever I can say things. Uh, 90% of these rabbis and pastors have not actually opened the Quran and read it. They haven't. If they would bother read the Quran, if they would read, uh, here's the thing, chapter 5, verse 51, read it. Oh, you who have believed, Muslims, do not take Jews and Christians as your allies, as they are each other's allies. Right there. Mm-hmm. And then there's chapter 9, verse 5. Kill them wherever you find them as Christians and Jews. I mean, how much more does it need to be? But that's the thing. Did they read it? No. Mm-mm. They just listen to care members and Ilhan Omer and Keith Allison and Rashida Tlaib and Linda Sarsour saying uh, Prophet Muhammad was the first human rights activist who beheaded 800 Jews in one night. Wow. And then we get well, censored you, for putting the facts out there. Well, and let's do this. For, for people that aren't really familiar with the truth, um, mm-hmm. because I've learned so much by watching your, the show that you were doing, and you're going to have a new show coming up here, uh, I think you started, starting up this month, and the, the appearances that you make on Brandon House, which is uh, Worldview Weekend and Frank Speech and Lindell TV, um, about this whole, this whole Muslim and Islam and Sharia world, right, and really how, how negative and destructive it is. But yet that's, that's just opposite of what the narrative. So can you explain to people um, a little bit about the cares, right? And then um, they're all political agendas and then how they paint the, this religion as just, um, or even the Islamic, that, uh, that, that everything is awesome and great. And it's really not. It's very violent. And, and that's really, that's their true agenda. That's what all this Sharia is all about. There's nothing positive about it. Kind of set that groundwork so people, I mean, I th- it just, it's just because the more that we, we deliver that truth, maybe it'll finally sink in for people and they're not going to be buying into the narrative and the propaganda, which obviously, uh, if you start paying attention, you go, wow, this is insane. Well, well the problem starts, the, the, okay, I'm not going to even call it a problem. The com- complex we're facing is in Western countries, they are introducing Islam as a religion. So Jews, Christians, atheists, whatever. They all look at it as a religion. In their mind, a religion is a religion. A religion is a path of life. Religion is faith. So no matter how bad it gets, it can't be that bad. But they all need to come to realize Islam is not a religion. A part of Islam is a religion. But Islam as a whole is a system, is a way of life that is involved with politics, that's why there's a part that's called political Islam. That's actually the name of the organization Dr. Bill Warner put together. If you go to politicalislam.com, you understand the political aspect of Islam. And then there is the brainwash system involved with Islam. 
from the moment you're born in an Islamic society or Islamic country, the first thing you hear in your ear, literally as a baby, the first whisper is Allahu Akbar. Before you know your name, before your parents tell you how much they love you and welcome to this world, you hear Allahu Akbar. The brainwash starts right there and then. Now, for the rest of your life, the only thing you're learning is 51% of your holy book. I use that term loosely. The Quran, 51% of the Quran is dedicated into how to deal with non-Muslims. And it's simply two ways. You convert them or you kill them. Again, don't believe me. Go read the Quran. And you don't have to read the whole thing. Read chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 9, and you get what I'm saying. But that's the thing. When, when, quote-unquote, a religion is introduced to people, especially Western countries, they don't, they can't wrap their head around the idea of, oh, somebody went and blew themselves up screaming Allah Akbar in name of a religion. Yeah, nobody does that in name of a religion. However, there are many brainwashed people out there who will do that because it's them or us. Let, let, let me be a little bit more clear. When you're a Muslim, you either kill non-Muslims or you burn in hell. So in order not oh. to burn in hell, they'll be more than happy to kill non-Muslims. I was actually talking about this very recently, that even those quote-unquote the moderate Muslims that people talk about, the so-called good, nice neighbor who goes and has beers with them and has a girlfriend and is not really doing the devout steps of Islam, those still have the option to become a good Muslim and their entire sins are forgiven and they're going to have a spot in heaven and get their 72 versions, kill a non-Muslim before dying. Now, and this is written in the book, the right? You this can't is... over the phone, but yeah, tell me this is a religion. And that's written in there, and that's in the Quran. That's like their that's their Bible version. That's that's in their book. Like this is like what they're supposed to do as their purpose. Yes, it correct? is in the Quran, and it, and okay. in the Quran itself also says two things I want to mention. One of them, my very favorite uh, verse of Quran, chapter forty-seven. Verse 35, chapter 47, verse 35 said, Do not call for a peace when you are superior in numbers. Fight them and Allah is on your side. This oh. is what happens when a society is conquered by majority Muslims. For example, Dearborn, Michigan, mm-hmm. Minnesota. When yeah. they are superior in numbers, they are commanded by Quran to fight non-Muslims. Wow. And that's where the word that I use, Islamization, comes in. No Muslim is allowed to assimilate. Linda Thurston clearly, loudly on her feet said, we are not here to assimilate. In 2017, Linda Thurston gave a speech at CARE Fundraising. Look it up on YouTube, it's available. She clearly said, Sisters and brothers, we are not here to assimilate. She is correct. That's what the Quran says. That's why she also wore the hijab because she's the proper Muslim. She knows if you don't wear the hijab as a Muslim woman, you shall be punished by sexual assault. You shall be raped if you're not wearing the proper hijab. Again, this is in the Quran. That's insane. These are in some. Some supreme leader didn't make up these rules. They are in the Quran. Quran says, oh, Muhammad, tell the believing woman and your wives, because he had 11 of them, 
to lower their hijab, their headscarf, down to their chest and wear their garment to cover their legs and arms so they will be known and not be raped. That is unbelievable. And that's not even the Sharia portion, right? That's just the regular Islam, and that's the Quran. No. Whenever or that I'm is the Sharia. Quran, we're talk- no, no. Whenever I'm talking Quran, we're talking Islam. This is not Islam. even okay. Sharia yet. This is just Islam. Uh, is the, just Islam. the whole okay. thing, you remember when President Bush ran behind the microphone to say, let me tell you, this had nothing to do with Islam, and Islam is a religion of peace, and September 11th were a bunch of radicals? Right. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The the very peaceful Islam Bush was talking about. That that that's Quran. And that is totally not the propaganda that they've been shoving down our throats about what it's really what it really means and what it's all about because that's by design. They which is crazy to think, but then it, it just proves what the fact that you have you know, our elected elite, right? There's no left, there's right. There's no right. There's a uniparty. They really hate the American people. They really hate everything that this country stands for. They hate the whole foundation and the Judeo principles that this country and the fundamentals that they were founded upon because they really want, they, 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 they want to give life to this other destructive other destructive religions, and, and they're bringing in those people, obviously, right? They're bringing in, they're, they're bringing them in the middle of the night. And then you've got crazy people that are now in elected elite positions in office, like Omar and Ilhan and all of those people. And the things that come out of their mouth is just hateful and destructive, regardless. It, it, and, you know, even if you don't, even if you did kind of like them, which I can't imagine you do, I can't imagine people would even vote for that kind of stuff. But they constantly spew all kinds of, like, literal hatred. You want to talk about racism? Whoa, right? Yeah, but, but remember, sadly, for last two generations in America, what the kids have been taught is to hate America. Right. So yeah, there yeah, aren't right. enough youngsters out there to have enough love and passion for America to stand up and say, hey, Ilhan, zip it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got AOC, who hates America as much as Ilhan Omar, so they team up and create their squad and start whatever. They are pushing for a blasphemy line, America, for love of all things freedom. Can you believe that? We're all sitting back waiting for a bill to pass that is going to be blasphemy law. They are calling it fighting Islamophobia. What happened to our freedom? First Amendment says, I can mock anything, anyone, and any religion I want to. Now there's Islamophobia, that if I say anything bad about Islam, if I mock Muhammad, then I'll be in trouble. But again, do we have enough younger generation to fight back? No, because they all hate America, and then they hate themselves for being systematically racist. That's the thing. They have infiltrated our nation from within. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, at all different levels of government, not just the elected elite positions um, that somebody quote unquote voted for. Uh, there, yeah, but there Michelle, are, this problem, this problem is beyond blaming the government. We, the people, have failed our country. The government, absolutely, 
I, I will not argue the, with the fact that the government is definitely there. It has been there for a long time now to destroy America. But then we, the people, have not done our job either. We are always waiting for someone else. We're always waiting for someone else to lead the movement. We're, again, especially with the conservative uh, part of the country. Oh, we're Christians. We have to coexist. We have to be nice. We have to look the other way. It's their culture. We can't judge them. Da 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 da. Go on and on and on. So we're just gonna sit there until they blow us up one by one. I guess I know that's that's just a term I use. <laughs> just but, a term. No, yeah, they we, kind we of, have uh, a, that's their agenda. It's very clear. So it is. what do you want us to do? What do you want people to take away from this? Uh, and what do you want, what take action items should people do besides actually understand? Like you gave a great example in the very beginning of, of, what, uh, uh, of, of what, the, what is happening in the Western countries, which is us. They, uh, they are introducing Islam as a religion. Um, I encourage people to listen to that a couple of times just so you can get your arms around really what this means because it is, it's affecting your life whether you realize it or not or it's going to impact it even more. But what do you want us to do, Annie? What do you, what do you think is what we, what's the solution or at least can move the needle? Honestly, there is a very, very simple solution to this problem. However, it does take people, uh, well, well, first of all, they need to be willing to do it. Secondly, it takes their time. First step, as you read the Quran, then second step is you actually bother to pick up the Constitution and read the Constitution. Then you will come to realize that Islam is a foreign law being practiced in our country. And then within Constitution, you come to realize any foreign law is not allowed to be practiced in the United States of America. Then we the people in millions will petition our government to ban Sharia from this country because it goes against our constitution. And with that, problem solved. You want to follow Sharia? You cannot stay in America. You want to stay in America? Well, you got to say goodbye to Sharia. Fairly simple, isn't it? Yeah, but oh, the it question totally is, is. Can we get enough Americans to get behind the First Amendment to peacefully petition our government for allowing... Muslims to practice a foreign law and disregard our constitution. That um, is the one million dollar question. Wow, I I didn't even you know even though I've watched you on so many shows, you and I have talked on the phone. I can't even tell you how many times it didn't click in until just now. Like I get it now, and and this whole segment really because I'm really I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to simplify all of this for people and you just did a beautiful job again uh, of what the solution is and and it's because they are passing laws they already have passed certain laws that put certain aspects of this Sharia into place and they want to push more and that is the problem um, so even though you might you might hear it buried in a bill like you were mentioning earlier uh, or it might be some layer but it's just they keep pushing it, you know, like they push the uh, they push the line. They keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until it gets to the point where now that they've stepped over it, now you've got a real problem, right? Because at some point, something that is really going to be very hard to undo will be passed. And they keep just pushing to see how far they can get away with it. And, um, and there's more of them jumping on the bandwagon with it, right? And that's what it seems to be. Uh, this is kind of this is a much bigger deal than 
than what people are talking about or what they're making it out to be. So thank God there's people like yourself who are constantly trying to get the information out, but it's still, it's not loud enough for the huge consequences that are attached with it. Right. It's just, it needs to be, it needs to be front and center stage. And literally so besides the appearances that you do on my show, Brandon's show and other shows, no one's talking about this. I only hear it, maybe you and maybe another person um, that talks about it when they go on Brandon's show. Other than that, I don't hear any, any mention of anything like this. That's by design. Yeah, we, well, but that's the thing. Most people don't want to lose their position. What I mean by that is I've been invited to some really big platforms with the condition that I have to refer to it as radical Islam. I'm like, no, no. I'm not going to misinform people. There is no such a thing as radical Islam. There is Islam, which by definition is radical to understanding of Western culture. However, Islam is Islam. I get canceled because they don't want to be attacked by SPLC to name them as hate groups. They don't want to be attacked by, they rather keep the donations and the status and the paycheck and the followers and big numbers on Facebook and YouTube Therefore, they censor us. Mm-hmm. And they, I am referring to so-called Republican, conservative, patriot Christians. That's who I'm referring to when I say they. And all of that was on, quote, on quotation marks. Because yeah, they claim right. to be all of that. And, and it's getting even worse. But, like even, uh, you know, not, not comparing this to anything with Trump because it's, it's, you know, everything's always, it's separate. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about that. But Fox didn't even cover the rally from this weekend. And you would think that that's kind of what they would be doing. They didn't even cover it. So you have a lot of these conservative media outlets, conservative hosts, conservative influencers. They're really not, especially if they're not talking about issues with the uh, Sharia and the Islam that we're talking about that Annie goes and talks about. They're not talking about that. They're not conservative. They're not Judeo-Christian, um, and they're they're not really in the vested interest of the country because uh, these are topics that their network or their you know they might get censored for. And obviously, their big salaries and the the position they have is much more important than talking about real issues. So I think it's important that you make decisions on where you get your information from and who you're getting your information from. Annie, do you want to plug your new show and the website and anything else real quick? Cause you come on once a month. So I'm obviously you're going to come on again. Oh, absolutely. Uh, honestly go to live up to freedom.com live up to freedom.com. Everything's there. Literally anything I do, you'll find it on that website liveuptofreedom.com. And then we're going to, of course, uh, if Annie's not on there yet, I'll have to look and see if I added her, but her, we'll add that to our must follow and must listen to page. So, and then our new show that she's doing, she's going to come on and showcase that. And Annie, keep up the great work. You're doing a great job helping out Brandon over there. You got to keep those boys in line, my friend. I tell you. You know, I will. I definitely will. (laughs) I appreciate you, Michelle. And I'll be talking to you in about, I mean, on air, talking to you in about a month. Off air, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Oh, we'll talk later this week. Are you kidding me? You and I are buds. All right. Thank you, Annie. You're the best. Keep up the great work. Get yourself on as many shows as possible because uh, this information needs to get out to the masses for sure. So, thank you, my dear. Have a great week. You too. Bye. 
Oh, Annie Cyrus, everybody. So go check out um, her in from liveuptofreedom.com, liveuptofreedom.com. And, of course, we're going to put that on our page. And you can listen to her. She jumps on Brandon House's show over on Lindell TV and Frank's speech, the Worldview Report, and all the the shows, the many, many, many shows that he's gotten. Speaking of Brandon House, Brandon House was on our show on Monday, episode 281. He was, uh, he did a great job. He was awesome to have on. And then uh, speaking of some other people, the today I was tuning into brighton.tv just to check out the current events because, you know, I needed to have some breaking news, which we did change that up today. And then all of a sudden I, I hear myself. I'm like, wait, what? What, what's, what's my show doing on Brighteon.tv? My show's not till Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's this Friday on Brighteon.tv. And then I've realized that, the, that my buddies over at the MG show, Jeff and Shady, they were doing a replay of the show that they were on my show, episode 279. That's episode 279 for anybody who wants to tune in. You can go over to Brighteon.tv today, and then you can go and check out the shows that we're on today. And they did a great job. So thank you guys for replaying that. And uh, there's a lot more coming along with that. Yeah, I got to meet those guys in person over this past weekend, which was an amazing, amazing event. The Reawaken America Tour here in Phoenix, Arizona. That was on the 14th and 15th here in uh, at the Dream City Church. Not a fan of Dream City Church. We'll tell you those stories uh, later. But you can always tune into the seven hours of interviews that we did live in episode 282 over even on the Rumble, Everything Home Talk Show. And then, of course, who's coming up next is Karen Kingston. We actually did a a sit-down live interview face-to-face, and that's about 45 minutes, and that's episode 283. And that'll be on the Rumble, but it's also on all the 25 podcast players, episode 283. So let me do this. I need to bring her on because she's got lots to share. She's got lots brewing. She raced home yesterday to do more research so everybody could get to the truth. So next up is Karen Kingston. She's the queen of slides and the vaccine vixen. Karen is a biotech analyst and former Pfizer consultant with over 20 years of experience in bringing pharmaceutical products to market and the brains behind the strategies which made those companies hundreds of billions of dollars. In an industry, she was the go-to expert known as the cleaner. And now she's exposing COVID facts directly from the government's very own websites and documents. And is using her cleaning powers for good. She's the founder of My Fight. She did that to provide documentation and analysts of COVID-19 healthcare issues, policies, and the non-vaccine bioweapon. And Karen's on a mission to spread the truth, get America to end the world to wake up to the fact that the political propaganda pandemic is all a calculated act of war. Oh, it gets worse. Next slide, people. It's all in the patents. Audience, a big round of applause for God and country loving, people protecting, truth bombing, COVID crushing, bioweapon busting, passionate freedom and pharma fighting, slayer of slides who has a Pfizer, shall I say Pfizer, rescue guinea pig named. Oh, thank you. Karen Kingston, how are you today? Good. I need, to, I need to get a copy of that to play every time my family comes over for dinner or the holidays before they come in, just so. <laughs> I will send you a copy, and you can share that with all your friends, and then you can give the script to all the shows that you go on and say, this is part of my rider to my contract, and I expect you to say this, otherwise yeah. I will not come on your show. You have to set, you have yeah. to take control, people. You have to tell them what you want them to say about you. There you go. That is my shameless self-promotion plug of the day. So Karen Kingston, okay, you got a so chance wait, to meet gonna... in... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Say. No, no. You got to... no I know. I'm, just, I'm shutting down my... Guess what I'm doing, Michelle? I'll give you a, one shut... guess. You're shutting down the slides. 
Exactly. I was making slides. I owe you a drink next time I see you. You guessed right. So I'm going to shut down my slides. Okay. She is shutting down the slides, people, because, oh, it gets worse. Next slide. So, yes, she's (laughs) going to be shutting down the slides. And, uh, okay. Because it is. It is. It's what? It was fun being in person. Oh, it totally was. We had a good time together. We get along. We get along. We have very, we have different personalities, but they are alike in various ways. Um, but you know, you do have a very sense, you have an interesting sense of humor, which I think is brilliant. And you keep calling yourself boring, but I don't find you boring at all. I find well, uh, we I have the that same big... sense, of, sense, same sense of humor, you and I, which you know, other people may not find amusing. <laughs> well, as as uh, Colleen, my uh, New Jersey friend and guest that was saying earlier, she goes, you know, Michelle and I are or not everyone's slice of pie. And I said, well, that is true. And she goes, and that's okay. You know, so it's okay that we're not your slice of pie. It's okay that Karen and my, and your, uh, our senses of humor are not your slice of pie. But the most important thing that you're going to get from Karen Kingston is truth. No opinion here, people. No opinionado here. It's all information from the government websites. The, uh, oh, I don't know. It's in the patent. And from um, the pharma's own information, clinical studies and research to really tell you the truth about everything uh, about the COVID-19 vaccines, which they uh, are really bioweapons. So before we get into kind of the nitty gritty stuff, um, you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of um, interesting breaking news last week. You were on Stu Peters um, Friday show, even though you were here, right? So you did like an on location. What were you in like the, the, the business room of the hotel? Is that where you were reporting live? Yeah, from? I was like in the kinkos of the hotel recording. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah that's roving reporter coming to you live from Phoenix. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. I was so funny because like, we're, you know, we used to say breaking news, but like uh, the Patriots literally broke the news. Like they're all collapsing now, like CNN and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not taking it's much, quiet. right? It's not taking yeah, much. Yeah, so, to break to actually literally break the news, like break all all them down. So they got caught lying too many times. Yeah, like Frachi. You're a huge fan of Frachi. It's amazing what comes out of that man, that guy's mouth. And and the thing that's great when I talk to you, and I'll share this with them and the audience, they can kind of get a little bit more insight into your personality. Actually, she kind of let loose when we did the in-person interview, and we did it lot in video. So you can watch it on Rumble, or you can listen on the 25 podcast players with episode 283. Um, it's, it's the lighter side of Karen, but it's fun. It's, and then and you need to see that side too, right? Cause she's not all just slides and statistics and doom and gloom, which the doom and gloom is just facts, right? These are things that people need to know because it is, it is life, it is life altering, life saving. Uh, and, and if you don't, it's, it's life harming and, and, uh, oh, I don't know, death for those. Uh, and that's all by design. These things are all calculated. Again, it is an act of war people, um, but I, I encourage you, it's, it's fun listening to her uh, off air because when she gets all fired up, she's like, ah, lie. Mm, no, that's lie. No, that's not true. No, not lie. And then she just starts throwing out all this information, which is great because then she shares it with everybody. And she's trying to get that information out to more people um, because literally, I would say uh, a huge percentage of the things that you listen to from all of these quote unquote experts on both sides, um, it's, not, it's not complete or there's things missing. Um, and that's when Karen is bringing, bringing the massive receipts. So with that being said, Karen, wh- what direction do you want to start with today? Because there's just, there's a lot. And I know you're dying, you're dying to start chatting. Yeah, I mean, I think, let's just, I mean, let's start with 
the end, like the end in mind, not the end of the world, but the end point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> in that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just want to clarify. You look at so depressed when I talk. Not the end of the world, just the end point, which is what you know, which is what I said in um, in, in Phoenix, which is that we know the vaccine contains the SARS-CoV-2 virus because it says it in the FDA documents, right? And we know that virus came from a bat, but not naturally, right? So chimeric means it's different species. So the species for this virus that was made came from a bat. Game of function means that it's more deadly, more infectious, um, more disease-causing. So we know that because it has, sorry, the HIV glycoprotein in it. And then um, if you read the EcoHealth Alliance documents, the vaccine is the word to inoculate someone, to infect them. So the vaccine is the virus. It is, it's the virus from a bat. So a simple way, people don't want any more injections or don't want to get their first injection of their child, just say, I don't want genetic material from a man-made bat virus injected into me. I don't want bat genetic material in, you know, injected into me, and I, and I don't want it in my child. And I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't need no bat virus in my body. So be gone, bat. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. It's, it's, it's we created bat RNA. So it's genetic material from a bat. And that's like, that's not meant to be injected into our bloodstream. It's just not. So, I mean, God never intended for that. And so I, I don't think, as a healthcare worker, I, I disagree um, passionately. I mean, I just can't. I mean, it goes against, um, you know, just the humanity that the U.S. Supreme Court said if you, you know, if you're paid by the government as a healthcare worker, you know, um, you have to be injected to keep your job. I'm like, you should not have to be injected with genetic materials from other species, especially a, a bat that's disgusting, right, into your body to keep your job. And I, and I don't know why people forgot, like, we were told the virus came from a bat, and then you were told the virus was synthetically made and put in the vaccine, and that it was going to produce the spike protein, which causes the disease and harm. And I, I don't know what happened between 2020, you know, beginning of 2020, to the beginning of 2021, when everyone's like, oh, this came from a bat, it's horrible, it's deadly, it produces a spike protein that's going to kill you. And the government's like, we're going to inject you with the virus from the bat that produces the spike protein. They're like, yay, that's a great idea. Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I thought we just went off of this. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a second, guys. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, what? What happened? What happened? happened? So like, you have to, we have to shut down the country, pull your kids out of school, can't go to church, shut down your businesses because you might get infected with this virus that came from a bat that produces a spike protein. So everyone shut down, stay at home, don't go out, don't visit your grandma because you don't want this virus that came from a bat that produces a spike protein. And they're like, hey, we can open up now because we've got an injection to inject you with the virus from the bat that produces a spike protein. And everyone's like, yeah, I think this makes sense to you, Michelle. <laughs> Everyone's like, yay. We, we, we solved the problem. We can yes. go back to normal. Yay. Well, yeah. Yes, I was afraid I was going to get it when, you know, when I was surfing at the beach from somebody. But now you're going to inject it right into my bloodstream. Hurry. I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Let me, let, me, let me make this clear for everybody because I think that they're like, wait a second. What did she just say? I think what she just said. Uh, was the first time that it's ever been said so clear. 
So I, I need you to kind of just say it one more time, maybe real slow, because okay. what you just said is what if everyone listened to that, the ones that have hope left that can't wait for yet another booster, right? Or the ones that can't wait to put that mask on. Apparently in Los Angeles, did you hear earlier? I don't know if you were listening to the show earlier, but KTLA had some survey that had, was done or a poll that um, they find women sexier when they're wearing the blue mask as opposed to no mask or another color mask. That KTLA, the TV station, no, Channel 5 in Los Angeles, came out with that, uh, that survey over the weekend. Um, but anyway, so those people, obviously, there's no hope there. But for the rest of us, right, and the rest of the people that are borderline, say this again with the little, with what you, what you just basically finished saying, because um, they can't be more clear than what you just described. Okay, I'll say it in, like, my news reporter yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do breaking news. Hold on. Ready? So when I'm, I'm going to play the breaking news song, and then you come in and say breaking news, and then you do your reporter uh-huh. voice, okay? Okay, here we go. Breaking news. So in March of 2020, America was devastated when they found a novel coronavirus that came from a bat had come to America. This virus that comes from a bat has never been seen before. That's why it's new, and it produces a deadly spike protein. That's why we need to shut down the entire country. But great news is January 2021, we now have an injection where we can inject you with this novel coronavirus that came from a bat and then produce the spike protein directly in your body. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So everybody heard it. Let's move on, people. End of story. No, 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 no. Because if they're like Karen's a conspiracy theorist, you know, I just happen to have right in front of me the biological license approval from August 23rd when the FDA approved Comirnaty, and it says, where is the page number? Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's in here. It says, no, people are like, that's not what the vaccine does. It says right here. Bum, 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 bum. No, oh, no, this is the letter. Let me pull it up on the slide. Sorry, I have yeah, the letter. You can't yeah, handle it. You, you need to touch the slide. It gets worse next I slide. I do. I thought I had mm-hmm. the here, so it says right here. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so under uh, chemistry section of Comirnaty, it says the mRNA in Comirnaty is a single-stranded mRNA encoding the full-length SARS-CoV-2 spike glycoprotein derived from the Wuhan HU1 isolate. So it says they took the bat virus from Wuhan and uh, put in the vaccine to produce the spike protein. And the spike protein, as uh, we all know, is really, really bad. It does really, really bad things to you. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny. It's like, I don't feel like I have to be a, de- like, you don't have to be a detective to figure this stuff out. I mean, it's right, I don't know. It's right there in front of you. So um, I'm hoping people will understand now that they, that uh, the virus was made in a lab. Like, that's what the EcoHealth and DARPA material show um it was it's a it's a weaponized virus from a bat 
um, that was made to infect humans. And um, in the EcoHealth Alliance, the way they inoculate the bats with the virus, the way they infect them with this um, multi-species virus, you know, part human, part bat virus, is they give the bats something to eat or they put something on the bat's skin or they do an aerosol. So, like, by air, they spray down the bat caves. And then this just cracked me up. Or they could set up motion centers on the bat caves to inoculate <laughs> the bats with the virus if they go in and out of the bat cave or, you know, or if they go in and out of their buildings or subway stations, they'll get the right. bats that way. Um, right. So, and it, you know, the injection, which they're calling the vaccine, is nothing more than a, another way to inoculate people now with the, the bat-human virus called SARS-CoV-2. So that's what that is. And I don't want that in my body. And I think I have every right to say I don't want that in my body. I have a right to say I don't want that in my, my child's body. Yeah, and you shouldn't need a religious so. exemption to, um, to say I don't want a foreign substance as in a, another genetic species, meaning a bat, in my body, not to mention the spike protein uh, and something else that they, they made um, with no, nefarious I mean, intentions. Like, yeah. There's no, there's no reason for it. It's like, I mean, you can't, you know, force someone who's, you know, vegetarian to like, you know, eat animals and you shouldn't force someone who wants to remain 100% human intact to be injected with DNA from bats. Yeah. And just to be clear, just to people, I mean, really, you got to, this is not rocket science and it's actually not a high, uh, an opinion. It's not a hypothesis. It's, it is in the documentation. It's in the patents, right? And it says that the, the virus, right, which is, is in the vaccine, which causes spike proteins. So they, they created the virus, which is the disease, right? Am I saying this correctly so people understand, Karen? So they created that, and then they stuck that mm-hmm. inside the syringe, which they're calling a yeah. vaccine, and they're sticking the mm-hmm. syringe in your arm, which now you have the poison, which is the actual disease inside your body because it was in the delivery method called the syringe. And now it is inside you, which is creating the spike protein, which is causing all the health issues, causing the disabilities, causing the deaths, because they also knew the long list of what the, the list of side effects, adverse events were because they did the test already and they knew they have a laundry list of all these things that they knew were going to happen to adults and to children. Correct. So did I explain that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense why, why people are having these very bizarre, severe um, reactions to the vaccine. Like, you know, thrombocytopenia, like their platelets are being wiped out while there's blood clotting going on at the same time. It's like, well, there's, you're not supposed to have genetic material from a bat in your body. And that's why your body's doing these really bizarre things. So is the reason why they choose bat? Is it like a low hanging fruit or is it because it's it's something close enough they can manipulate or uh, similar to our DNA of some sort? I mean, or is it just that's just what they've always done. No, like that's, when, a, that's, a, that's the point. It's, it's, not, it's not even remotely close to our DNA. That's, I mean, no, no. P- pigs have, you know, we, we don't do studies in bats because they're, they're nothing like humans. It, studies are done in mice, believe it or not, have similar DNA. 
Um, pigs have similar, some similar DNA. That's why a lot of the cardiovascular studies are done in pigs. But no, we don't do um, studies in bats because they're nothing like humans. So it was just simply to make a, a it was, I mean, there, there, you have over 20 years of research. I found uh, studies going back to 2004 at the Wuhan Institute of Rheology um, saying that uh, bats are a reservoir of coronaviruses, right? And uh, the bat coronaviruses are, are ideal for, you know, um, infectiousness of, of uh, SARS-CoV, SARS-CoV-2 or SARS-CoV-like viruses. So, no, they're nothing like, they're nothing like humans. It, they just, um, they had a, they, they carry a, a, a virus, and it's not even, it's not even close to SARS-CoV-1. Like, the bat virus is like, 80% or 70% of the sequence is similar to the human sequence, and that's a big difference. A 20% difference is a huge difference. So this was just made as a weapon. And I think, you know, what's weird is if you read the EcoHealth Alliance proposal, I mean, it's, it's funny if you understand what you're reading because they're like, well, we were studying bats in these caves in Wuhan, and we found some bats that were carrying the SARS-CoV-1 human virus, like a quasi-species virus. And I was like, yeah, and that, the bat was located at the address for the Wuhan, or the cave was located at the address for the Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? <laughs> like, this is, I mean, you know, I mean, right? You know, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So, so no, again, bats are nothing like humans. This is, this is nothing more. And I think what, what I also went over at Clay Clark's event is like, so they have the Nipah virus coming out, um, and Fauci paid for that. He gave uh, EcoHealth Alliance and Dasnik over $2 million. And the Nipah virus is from fruit bats. Okay, so at least it's a different bat, I guess. But, oh, shocker. And, 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 there, and so it was studying emerging, you know, Nipah viruses in Southeast Asia, and then another one developed a vaccine. Oh, and then a state in India had an outbreak of Nipah virus, and Nipah virus causes brain swelling and has a 70% mortality rate. And, oh, all these kids are getting, you know, uh, brain swelling and hemorrhaging and sick and dying. And it's like, oh, well, look, we've got a vaccine for it. So the other important thing that I, I explained to the folks in Phoenix is that if you read EcoHealth Alliance's proposal, in order to make a vaccine for a a virus that comes from animals, they have to make the virus first. Yeah. Well, they have to cause the problem to fix it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, you see that John Stewart when he said a pangolin made out with a bat and that's how we got the pandemic was, like, a, you know, a bunch of hooky. Yeah, it, it, that is a bunch of hooky. The viruses don't jump from animals to humans um, naturally. It's done in a lab, a biosafety lab for. That's how they jump by scientists making them. So they, they, they very much explain. They take the, the bat virus, the SARS-CoV, uh, the SARS-CoV bat virus, and it says right there, they stick it in the backbone of the human version, and then they test it in humanized mice, right? And they use human embryonic cells to help humanize the virus and the mice, and, um, and that's how they create the virus. And then they take the virus, stick it in a syringe, and call the bioweapon a vaccine. Right. And that's the key. Yeah. They're putting the actual virus, the disease, into the syringe. And then 200 and some odd million people in the United States think it's a solution. 
so that they won't get infected by the COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 because it's this they think is protecting them when it's actually inside the syringe, which is now in their body. Yeah. But, but my confusion, Michelle, is that, I, I mean, I was kind of glued to the TV in 2020 because we weren't allowed out of our house, so I watched it a lot. We all were. Yeah. It, yeah. And, but I remember they said the virus came from a bat. The SARS-CoV-2 virus is a novel coronavirus from bats, and it produces a spike protein, and that's the deadly part. And then they announced the vaccine saying, we took the SARS-CoV-2 virus and we put it in the vaccine, juices the spike protein. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I just, when did the story change that that became a good thing? Right. Right. Yeah. It's a bad thing. Because at the end of the day, it's the spike proteins that are causing all the problems. Right. So. Yeah. That's, and that, that's, that's what's causing all the destruction in people's bodies that is destroying their own immune system and having all these adverse events, the side effects, which again, they knew the long list. So let's just say this. I, I know that um, whenever anyone kind of hears information, facts, statistics about children, maybe they, they pay attention a little bit more because obviously they don't care about their own bodies, right? You got all these adults that would just can't wait to get their third, fourth and fifth booster, right? The booster, the booster shots. And, um, but maybe they will um, pay attention when you want to share a couple of things about the kids, especially with the information they did not choose to disclose that there was kids, they think what, 12 to 15 in the adult clinical studies, and then what information they decided to just kind of, ooh, we'll leave that part out because it looks really bad. Maybe that will let people kind of clue in um, to not put this into your child, and then maybe you won't get your fourth or fifth booster shot if you're still here, if you're still alive. Um, yeah, so there's, there's two points to that. Um, the, the first point is, and, and both of these statements are from the November 20th filing from the Pfizer data that was submitted um, by Pfizer to the FDA. So one of the things that, you know, the Pfizer data shows is that within one week after the first or second dose, there were 409 people in the vaccinated group um, that came down with covid but it wasn't confirmed by a test. And I'm going to read verbatim what it says about those 409 people. Remember, this is within one week of the first or second dose in the Pfizer group. And it says seven days post-vaccination or suspected COVID cases occurring seven days post-vaccination represent vaccine reactogenicity, so severe symptoms, with symptoms that overlap with those of COVID-19. These unconfirmed COVID-19 cases could have masked clinically significant adverse events that would have not otherwise been detected. So there, so, and then they define like severe COVID as, you know, low oxygen level, uh, respiratory failure, needing a ventilator, going into shock, having a kidney, liver, liver, or neurological dysfunction, being admitted to the intensive care unit or dying, and Pfizer is saying we had 409 people that this happened to within a week of the first or second dose, and we're not sure if that was from our in our vaccine or if it was from the uh, COVID. But I, I think mm-hmm. it was from the vaccine. Yeah, yes, I think because so. it just happened. It happened within one week of uh, the first or second dose. So that's in there. And then, so there was 409 people that came down with severe COVID, which could have been 
ICU admission or death and, you know, being on a ventilator. And they're like, yeah, well, we're just, we're not going to include that in our um, calculations because we didn't confirm that they had COVID. And it would just be really weird that this looks like COVID, you know, um, and so it's probably not from the vaccine. I mean, it's just, it just, if you read this stuff and you have, I don't know, you're, you're, you're worth your weight in salt um, as far as, you know, being any kind of analyst or scientist or doctor, I don't know how they let this go through. It's absolutely criminal. But then if you also go through the document on page 15, um, it says here, again, talking about reactogenicity data, which is, you know, severe reactions. Uh, there was a total of 100 children tw ages 12 through 15 years of age uh, in the t phase 2-3 study. And however, this is, this is verbatim, however, the sponsor, Pfizer, did not request inclusion of this age group in the emergency use authorization because the available data is insufficient to support a favorable benefit risk determination at this time. Therefore, the reactogenicity data for children 12 through 15 years of age are not presented in this document. So Pfizer said, look, um, we put 100 kids ages 12 to 15 in the phase 2-3 data with the adults, but uh, the safety data looks really, really bad. And so Albert Berla gave an order to the FDA and said, don't disclose that because we, we need to move forward with the children. So children were severely injured, hospitalized, or killed by the vaccine, and Berla said, cover it up. And then they're like, well, you, how do you do the 12 to 15-year-old study and, like, cover this up? And what they did was they made closed-ended questions in the electronic di diary. So you could only check off, like, a dozen side effects and hospital admission, ICU admission, and death wasn't one of them. So that's why Maddie DeGaray, um, who was hospitalized and now has a feeding tube um, and, and suffers from paralysis, um, uh, you know, she was recorded as a stomachache. Because it wasn't yeah, an option. Was like it wasn't on the, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bullet point or it wasn't a little uh, multiple choice uh, disability or anything wasn't there. So they had to. They, yeah. had to, they had to check the, the worst thing that they listed, which was a stomach ache. Yeah, it was a stomach ache. Yeah, they get, you know, it was like fever, nausea, vomiting, soreness of your arm, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's why. And then I, um, I also found, um, this is kind of interesting, too. Uh, so one of the study sites was in Connecticut. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was at Yale. I don't remember. But one of the study sites for the 12 to 15-year-olds is in Connecticut, and lo and behold, where is it? Um, the, the local um, CBS newspaper in Connecticut on May 25th. So remember, May 10th, I think, was the day the FDA had approved for 12 to 15-year-olds, or maybe that's when they submitted it. So, but Connecticut was one of the areas. In May 10th, 2020, there is a local CBS article, and uh, it says at least 18 teens and young adults in Connecticut have shown symptoms of heart problems after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, um, said Acting Health Commissioner Dr. Deidre Gifford on Monday. So, I mean, 18 teenagers in Connecticut, right? Like, in, in Connecticut's a small state, and this is in one small area got myocarditis. And I, I mean, I know we have um, 30, we've had 30 kids at one point in Rady's Children's Hospital with myocarditis. So according to the VARES data, they've only had 113 kids hospitally with vaccine injury. 
But I, I know we've had 30 at Rady's. Uh, that one article shows 18 right now, you know, uh, in Connecticut from May. So that's 48. And we got Maddie DeGray, which is 49. So, you know, already just off the top of my head, you know, in a, in a quick Google search from two newspapers, I've got, I've got half the number of the VAERS hospitalized kids, according right. to VAERS. So that, that number is a, a big old lie. You know, if someone actually did a data search and just searched all the local newspapers for reports of children that were hospitalized after being vaccinated, that would blow that 113 hospitalization number out of the water. So, um, so I, you know, I, I just hope this is evidence for people to see that this, this has all been lies, you know. And it was all based on a fundamental lie from the start, which is where this all came from on January 27th, correct, of 2020, which you usually bring up so people can understand where this all got started. And then you, and it was one layer of lie after the next, after the next. Yeah, I mean, it was Secretary Azar, Secretary of Health and Human Services, said that um, the novel coronavirus that causes uh, COVID-19 um, that based on confirmed cases in the United States was a threat to public health safety. But according to our government, uh, there was no way to test and confirm for cases in January. So that was a lie. And there you know, still isn't today, allegedly, by our government. So um, the last declaration was, I think, October 22nd of 2020 by Secretary Becerra. And, and w- what he wrote was that the consequences of COVID-19 are a threat to public health safety and national security. It's like, yeah, because the consequences, what our government's been doing. So the government's actually a threat to national security. Um, plus injecting people with a synthetic virus from a, that's been weaponized from a bat, I think is, um, I, I, I just, Michelle, I'm just, I just don't understand. Um, I don't understand how the Supreme Court rules on this. I don't understand how, I don't know what people think they're getting injected with. I mean, I would love, I guess that's a great question. I'd love to ask someone who's pro-vaccine to be like, explain to me what you think you're being injected with, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Because I, I don't know what they think they're being injected with. Well, it, it's like you, the analogy or the example you use is like when you're telling people about Bible study, right? And then you, uh, you, you say, okay, you got, you got to read that. And then once you read that, and you're like, what, what, what does that mean to you? And then, then all of a sudden, the light bulb goes on. Tell, tell me that analogy, because I just picture your face when the person goes, oh, you mean that? Oh, yeah. And the light bulb goes on uh, to them. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I ran um, – I actually, and I had lesson plans, so I ran a, a Bible study. It actually is called, um, uh, it's called Love, Love to Succeed. It was for women, um, some women who needed to get back into business after a divorce. They hadn't worked in 10 or 20 years. And it was also for some of the people in my group were um, very successful lawyers, uh, um, you know, brokers at Merrill Lynch, SVP-level brokers, that kind of stuff. But um, you know the con. The, anyway, the, you know the concept in the in the overall concept of the of the Bible study was to understand God's love for you, so that you can connect and love with other people. And so, as people go around and they read the scripture out loud, because everyone thinks that you know they're perfect and everyone else is the problem, and you know that kind of thing. So when they they start reading the scripture out loud, and um, you know the guidance that we're given in the Word on how to live. 
and and they say, what does that mean to you? There's one of two things that happen. Either one, a light bulb goes off and they go, oh my gosh, I, I'm realizing now I'm being convicted to realize that, you know, my behavior hasn't and my belief system hasn't really been in alignment with the truth. Or you watch them completely rail against the truth and say, how this doesn't make sense and how this is how they live their life, da, da, da. And then everyone else in the group looks at them like, oh, my gosh, you sound crazy. And then in their heads, they go, wait, I sound like that sometimes. I sound crazy. So that's how it kind of works. So, you know, we had a group of people where if they actually read the FDA document where it says missing information, vaccine effectiveness, and someone's like, oh, I take the vaccine because it protects me from infecting other people. And you're like, well, what does it mean to you when the FDA says, we're going to approve this, but the information that we're missing is vaccine effectiveness. So what does that mean to you? And you'll see, like, them wrestling with their brain on how to explain that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's my favorite part, when they're wrestling with their brains, because I just picture them just kind of like, you know, like heads moving around and they're just trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden they went, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Or like you give them like the, here I have it right here, the 20, June 2020, 2021 document, this document. I just, I sit here going like, how, how is nobody covering this? Um, oh, no, sorry, September from 2021. So the FDA said to Pfizer, okay, we, we're going to approve your vaccine. We did that in August, but we want you to come back in a month and, and give us, we want more than two months of data. Give us your, um, give us your data follow-up for, uh, what is it here, how many months? What point is that? For like 10 months. Like we want your 10-month follow-up on the vaccinated and then whatever the placebo group that you injected in January, we want the follow-up data on there. So they're like, okay, so the people that were originally injected, they had 10 months of follow-up, and they found that the infection rate was 7%. And then they injected the placebo group, and they found after they followed up with them for four and a half months, the infection rate was um, was 5%. So the people who were injected earlier, you know, had a higher infection rate than the people that got injected later. And it says right here – this additional analysis appears to indicate that the incidence of COVID-19 increases in each study participant with increasing time post-dose two. So after you get your second dose, as time goes on, your risk to get infected increases. So, um, you know, that's not a vaccine. It's not. So you're right, risking. That's, this is the pro- so they're, they're, and people are like, it shows, but, but here's the problem. People are like, well, that just shows that you need that the, the, um, the um, effect of it wanes because your antibodies are, are wearing off. It's like, well, then no, because then, because the placebo group, they were unprotected for five months longer or six months longer than the vaccine group. So they should have had a higher incidence, right? Because they were out mm-hmm. there completely unprotected for six months, like running around, you know, like, you know, with no raincoat on in the rain. And like, so they should have had a much higher rate. But so this shows that the vaccine actually increases your risk for COVID because it's attacking your immune system. It's making your immune system weaker. And again, it says under the approval letter, after missing information or above missing information, it says potential risk. 
and it says vaccine-associated enhanced respiratory disease. So the vaccine to prevent a respiratory disease enhances your risk for a respiratory disease. And again, I'd like to ask somebody what that means to them if they got vaccinated. (laughs) What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? (laughs) So what does that mean to you? Yeah. So people are just press called me out and they told me that they spoke to um, immunologist and infectious disease specialist. And they said that the, the FDA data that I said shows that post dose two, your risk for COVID-19 increases. They said, that's not what the words mean. So I want to read it to you again. Analysis indicates that the incidence of COVID-19 generally increases in each study participant with increasing time post dose two. So I said, after post dose two, dose two, your risk for getting COVID increases with time. And they said, that's not what it means. And I was like, do I need to read it again? Like, what, what do you think it means? I didn't even change any words. Well, that's not what they, that's not what they want it to mean. So then they say, okay, well, that's not what it means. Cause is, what is the definition of is, is right. Isn't, doesn't that go yeah. back to the Clinton days? And what is the definition of is? is right yeah so we're just going to change so it to match it yeah yeah and the infectious disease specialist said well that means your antibodies are waning and so you need a booster but then it's like well then the placebo group who have no antibodies who are running around there crazy out, out crazy then they should have uh they should have had a higher incidence and they didn't no, they didn't. They have a lower incidence because their immune system was healthy. Those, that poor placebo group and the Pfizer thing, when they were, you know, they were safe getting saline, and then they, you know, then they injected more than half of them, you know, and then they started getting sick. I know. Right. It's terrible what they did. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand, Michelle. Like, there's so much damning evidence out there that this is a, this is a, a virus that was made in a lab that took genetic material, you know, genetic sequences from viruses from humans, from an HIV virus, and from a bat virus. So multi-species, weaponized virus. Um, They wanted to infect or inoculate people with the virus. The way that EcoHealth said they would do it with the bats is they put it in their food, put in something on their skin, or they'd spray them and put motion sensors up to the bats. That part just killed me. And... (laughs) And then, I know, and then, you know, we, so we know this is the SARS-CoV-2 virus, the virus that came from a bat, and then all of a sudden, you know, the you know, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are like, well, at least Pfizer and Moderna, I know it's the full sequence, like, well, let's just take that, the full intact, you know, weaponized bat virus and stick it in a syringe and start injecting people. But it just doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense when that's their intention is to get people infected with this and then to cause mass damage to uh, create uh, mass death and, and disabilities and um, destroy a country and an infrastructure and a medical system and an economy. But, well, then if that's your nefarious agenda, by all means, it makes sense. Does it make sense from the aspect of uh, quote unquote vaccines traditionally you're supposed to do or what the uh, integrity of the medical community is supposed to do, which they take an oath to, I believe, like save people's lives, I thought. Um, but then again, you know, everything that, that we've been told and we've learned and 
the conditioning we've been having for decades is like indoctrination and brainwashing and, and a web of lies, right? Everything is a web of lies. We're needing to reposition our reality about, about pretty much everything. You know, I, I'd even doubt two and two is four at this point. Um, but there are a lot of people that still believe in the false authorities, right? And um, you bring it up in, in your uh, presentations a lot, you know, it's about moving away from God and, and not uh, having that belief and then relying on somebody like in a white lab coat or an expert on television. A fraud she is being the end all be all and it becomes a religion uh, as opposed to, um, you know, following or not following the science. Um, and some of these people are so far gone um, and they're all in cahoots with each other uh, in order to, uh, to, keep this, to keep this lie alive. And it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous. But, um, but the thing that I think a lot of people need to realize is that um, the ones that, you, that are still out there saying anything other than what Karen is saying, even if it's somebody you've been given some credibility to and they're completely, you, know, you think they're on our side, um, you might want to, might want to double check that person. You might want to double check what's coming out of their yeah. mouth too. Um, because it's not, she's giving you information. That's fact that is in, in the patent, in the studies on the CDC's website, the NIH and IAH, uh, pick a letter. Um, so, I. Uh, you really got to watch uh, who you're, 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 you're going to reference, especially when she's giving you the facts on what is in this syringe and what, what the problem is. Um, and then you wonder, well, why is that person not talking like Karen? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Karen, you don't have an answer. We don't know why they're not all talking like you when they should be, if they're on your side. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I, I know some people are afraid that if they um, – if, if they're too bold with the truth and they're not going to get back on Fox News and stuff like that. So um, I, I, I've, you know, I'm slightly socially inept, so I've never had those concerns. So, um, uh, <laughs> slightly socially inept. Oh, that was brilliant. You've never, you never worded it like that before. Uh, so I never had those concerns about, you know, oh, they don't oh like me. God. Not a shocker. <laughs> I'm so surprised. No. <laughs> um, but here, I want to, re- so, so here's what, what I, you know, I, I don't know if people really understood the gravity of what I said in, in Phoenix too, is that this gain of function research is currently going on being funded by our, our, by Dr. Fauci by the NIAID, which is the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease under the NIH. And he just, just this past year, he wrote a check for nearly $18 million to Dr. Barton Haynes at Duke University um, to create a multi-species beta, what he calls a uh, pan-beta coronavirus vaccine. You know, but he has to create the virus first, obviously. And I just want to read this to people. So I want the light bulbs to go off and I'm going to have to translate. So, but it says, and they're talking about, I believe, Southeast Asia area. And it says, with an endemic population, right? So uh, a population that could, you know, that there could be a infectious, uh, an emerging infectious disease outbreak to, to affect a big region. So with an endemic population of multiple strands of the coronaviruses in bats and rodents, 
with intermediate hosts, which include civets, so it's like raccoons, and pangolins, mm. which is not like a penguin. It's like a bat, just to be clear. Mm. So they're like, so there's multiple strains of coronaviruses in bats and rodents and raccoons and this other bat-like thing, animal. And it says here, and because of the ability of coronaviruses to recombine, it is certain that new coronaviruses with infectious potential for humans will cause future human pandemics. So I want to be clear. The ability for coronaviruses to recombine across multiple species is done in a lab in Wuhan, in Duke University, and University of North Carolina. Uh, multiple species to create new viruses doesn't happen, um, you know, because, you know, it's the, you know, the spirit of Caligula takes over the animals. That's not, that's not how it happens. You guys don't know who Caligula is. But it, no, I was it, wait, I'm um, waiting for the definition. Go ahead. No, Caligula was the uh, Roman Empire that used to throw drunken orgies all the time. He's insane. So I'm just saying, like, the, it doesn't come from the animals, right? They're not, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, the rat's not making out with a pangolin, you know what I mean, that's making out with a raccoon, and right. all of a sudden humans get this, you know, four species, you know, um, coronavirus that infected them because they ate an order of ribs from the pig that was, infected from a mosquito that, you know, got the virus from this, you know, tri-species baby that they had or something. Like, that's what they're trying to say to us. So I just want to be clear that, you know, the ability of the coronaviruses across multiple species to recombine doesn't happen in nature. It happens in the lab. It happens in a lab that our government's paying for, that the Chinese Communist Party is paying for, okay, and that um, other governments are paying for. They make the viruses in the lab. And they make the viruses in the lab, and then they humanize them, and that's how they have potential to infect humans, because they humanize them by putting them into the backbones of human viruses and then testing them in humanized mice, you know, to make sure that the mice's receptors in their heart, lungs, and kidneys are similar to humans by introducing human embryonic cells to these mice. It's a very dark, sick, and evil thing that our government's been funding and continues to fund. And it's taking genetic material from other species, and now if you're be, now you're being injected with that other material. And there's you know people don't know this. We were never told that there's plasmid DNA in the Pfizer vaccine. And I you can Google this. AGC Biologics, you know Alpha Gary, you know uh, color Alpha Gary, you know color uh, Biologics, uh, June 2021, a BioNTech vaccine plasmid DNA. So they, they're making the plasma DNA to go into the vaccine. Plasma DNA, the whole purpose of it is for you know, a transfection, for the ability to introduce new genetic materials into cells. And, and so the SARS-CoV-2 virus is bat genetic material. Like, I don't want that in my cells. I mean, it's pretty clear, right? You made it pretty clear as to what, what is in the – and that's just one thing that is in the, uh, the vaccine, the syringe that everybody is just standing in line to go get. Um, there's other stuff in it too, but that's, that's, um, that's just one thing that, that's really, that's really destructive and bad. Um, there's no reason that you would want this in your body once you know what it is, but you don't know what it is. That's why you got it. And then you got it again and you got it again. And you thought it was a great idea to give to your kid. And now you got like a six year old kid. It's got something wrong with the kid. 
like Maddie. Like she's <clears throat> paralyzed, right? And God only knows what else she's got. And then people are dropping dead, excuse me, all over the place. Um, is there any other low-hanging fruit that people just need to get their arms around um, that maybe we can shake some, some anything else out, out of the tree here for people? Because um, I, I, it's pretty clear um, what the problem is and who the people are. I think I think people just I think people just need to remember, right? Remember March 2020. We were told there's a novel coronavirus that came from a bat, and we've never had a virus a coronavirus come from a bat before. So it it has bat genetic material in it, and that's why it's so deadly to humans. Like just remember that. And now, just look at the Pfizer approval. It says they take the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which you know produces the fully sequenced Wuhan. Institute of Virology spike protein. So the SARS-CoV-2 virus, remember what that virus is? They told us what it is. They said it is a virus from a bat that jumped to humans. And it looks like it's 80% bat sequencing, genetic sequencing. Why would you want that injected into your body or your child's body? Uh, Because they don't know. And then if they do know, then there's something wrong with their mental capacity, not to mention their parenting skills. I don't, I don't, I don't want people to say I'm making stuff up. I want people to remember what they were told. We were terrified last year. Don't like we're, go back and watch the news clips from March of 2020, or read the news clips, or watch it. We were told this virus came from a bat, and now we're being told we're being injected with the full sequence bat virus. Like, just I, I want people to come to their own conclusion, right? Not, you know, they. They weren't born yesterday, right? Go go back to March 2020. You know, look at what you were told then, and now look at what we're being told now. And, and now they're not telling you. They're just calling it a vaccine. They're not telling you what's in it. But we, you know, at the beginning, Fauci did tell us, like, oh, we took the full sequence of the virus, and it's, just, it's only going to produce the spike protein. And and I remember when they said that, I was like, that is a horrible idea. That is, like, the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. So, hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, I don't know why no one else now. Said, like, like, why? I mean, why didn't Dr. Malone go? That's a bad idea. <laughs> right. Like, why didn't he see this? <laughs> That's a bad idea. Like, why did like, that sound good going forward now? But why didn't he say back then? Bad idea. To take bat, <laughs> yeah. you know, bat genetic material injected into humans. Can't say I'm for that. And that could have been done a long time ago. That should have been said a long time ago. Exactly. Not now. Um, no, didn't, no it's like you, yeah, no. you need to figure this out. Like, why did it take, why did it need, why did you have to show up and, and, and you have to come up with this when you all these brilliant experts, including somebody who actually made this technology, couldn't have said, this is really not a good idea what you're doing. And by the way, let me tell you what's in these patents, because that's what I, that, uh, you know, this is my, this is my, this is my jam. This is my, my genre. This is my niche. And I, don't, I don't, still don't hear anyone else talking about it. I guess you're the only one that does this for a living then, or did, right? The only one. I did, yeah. Yeah, well, now, as we talked about it, it doesn't, um, as, as my son said, he's like, I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm working. He's like, no one's paying you, Mom. It's not a job, okay? <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> no, Seriously. No one's, no one's paying, paying you to save the planet. Remember, patriots are poor, people. Patriots. Our poor pharma pays. Pharma pays, politics pays, everything but being a patriot pays monetarily. It pays in many other ways, right? Like um, saving people, spreading the truth, being a good Samaritan, 
but financially, no, it does not pay at all. So yeah. with that being said, and you know what? I have to say, Michelle, <laughs> I've never gotten so many hugs. It pays in hugs. I've never gotten so many hugs in my life. I go up these Clay Clark events and people are hugging me all the time. So it pays in hugs. It totally pays in hugs. <laughs> well, that's great. The hugs don't pay mortgages. Okay, people? We love, we love, no, no. We love the hugs. We appreciate the loving, right? That's good. But until the hugs can translate into money for the, uh, the mortgage company and the electric bill and the car payment, then, uh, then uh, we, we got to supplement. So with that being said, if you uh, want to support Karen and my fight, which is her organization that is putting all this information together, she, there's so much more that she can do. She had the deep pockets of these like foundations and all these rich people, you know, all those those people that you're donating campaigns to, like you're giving money to the GOP. No, stop, eh, none of that, or any of these groups or any of these nonprofits that yeah, you kind of never not sure what they do. Kind of like everybody that goes and talks, uh, uh, have like real fancy clothes or real like. I remember years ago when Elizabeth Dole was running the Red Cross. I remember she went on the Today Show one day. And I happened to look up during the interview and I was like, wow, what is that bright light? I'm like, oh, that's the reflection of the lights from her diamond earrings. And I'm like, really? Probably shouldn't have wore those on the Today Show when you're talking about being in charge of the Red Cross, Lizzie Dole. But, um, you know, be careful where you're spending your money. I would just say uh, you might want to throw Karen a bone because you'll be able to get, she'll be able to get a lot more of this information out. You can go to givesendgo.com slash myfight. You can always check out the website at myfight.com. You can follow her on Telegram, the Telegram, which is slash my fight, and then Karen Kingston over at the Getter. So, um, yeah, throw her some bones. Throw yeah. her some money. I would, uh, I think and that's it's a great spelled, idea. It's spelled my fight. It's spelled M-I-F-I-G-H-T. Oh, did I not say that? I, now, you know, this is all from memory. None of this is written down, and I'm not looking at anything. It's all in, it's all in yeah, my no, semi-photographic head. Semi-photographic. I don't have a photographic memory like Karen. I have a semi photographic i'm just like i'm just like in the training training ground like i'm, I'm in the minor league she's in the major league kind of thing you know <laughs> um or anything else that you want to share with anybody that they need besides knowing that when they're talking about what we shared today that information is in the pfizer approval so if you want to do the research you want to look it up you want to waste your time awesome go ahead and do that otherwise when you have somebody like Karen Kingston who's telling you all this information, know that it's vetted, know that the information is there, and just go with that. Check that off your box. Good to go. Next, what is in the next for my plate so I can move on with my life and have the information that I need um, to move on with my day and don't dwell on it. But if you want to dig around in it, go right ahead. Go check out um, all the information she said. Do your own due diligence. Reinvent the wheel. Have a great time with that. Otherwise, just rely on, on then everything that comes out of her mouth is factual. Um, anything else, Karen, that you could think of? Are we good or what? Yeah, I mean, it's just what I think people need to stop um, capitulating to lies, like giving into lies because they're afraid to offend somebody, you know, or upset them. So, um, you know, I, I you know, tell, talk to your local governors, talk to your school, be very clear what this thing is, and say, uh, not only do I not want it, this should be this should be banned from our country. And absolutely, you shouldn't go nowhere near children, and people need to be held accountable and charged with crimes. Uh, the people that manufactured this, that created this, that funded this, and now the people that are pushing it, I would say enough is enough, and, and don't worry about offending people. Just speak the truth, because we need to stop this, because until we recognize 
that we were attacked and harmed, we can't heal as a country. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what happened. And yeah, we've all been going along with lies so that people, um, you know, would like us or not, we don't want to upset anybody. And so you got to stop doing that. You got to stand on the truth. If you, if you, um, if you want to save, I mean, it it sounds um, hyperbolic or, but if you want to save this country, it's time to stop letting liars get away with their lives and call them out on it and say enough is enough. I'm not going to be part of this plan anymore. Especially if you're a yeah. doctor or a healthcare worker. Well, and you know, you got to pick a lane people, you know, you're going to be, you be on the, on the right side of this, you're going to be on the wrong side of it. And um, you got to be able to, to make that distinction at this point um, because it's only going to get worse, right? They're still trying to push it on us and well, what, what's coming down the pike is, is probably going to even be uh, more nefarious than what you've already been experiencing. I mean, there's, they have nothing else to lose at this point, right? And they're blatantly telling lies about every category of this. And even if you just turn on the regular news, which I highly encourage you never to do that, and you don't need to get a COVID test for what? You're not feeling well. Do you need a test to tell you that you're sick, that you feel like you have a cold or the flu? That's, that's the dumbest thing. You're going to go stand in line for three hours in the cold to get a test to tell you if you're sick. If you're sick, you're sick. Stay in bed. And, you know, just use the regular protocol um, for like regular flu. And if it gets a little hairier or you can use the protocol from Dr. Zeb Zelenko and the other doctors that we've had on the show right on our website, everythinghomeaboutus.com, and just go on the COVID facts tab. You'll get all the information that you need there. And then buy the Zeb Zelenko products, um, the supplements, so you can have a, a boost your immune system. It's not that difficult. You know, I, I, you, you've been under the weather during the holiday season. I was under the weather on Monday through even the event, but I just load myself up with ivermectin, HCQ, vitamin C, D, quercetin, zinc, all that other stuff. And then you have a little bit of, you know, sore throat. Obviously, my, I got my, I got a little obsessive voice on today. It's a little scratchy. Um, but I'm not getting, why would I get a test? I, I know that I don't feel that great. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't need a test to tell me that I'm 49 years old. I kind of know when I'm sick and I've bought some chicken soup. Okay, next. And, right? And don't go to the hospital because you'll die in the hospital. You ain't going to come out. Yep. Don't go there. there. And stop wearing masks, too. They're still wearing masks in San Diego because I was like, I was like, didn't the mandate end yesterday? And someone's like, no, they extended it. I was like, and you're, oh, you're still going along with this. Yeah, I mean, I literally right. said that to someone. I was like, I... They're the, and, and, and they're like, we should wear a mask. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the charade. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good with the, the mask. No, thank you. And the mask doesn't work, yeah. right? It doesn't work. The analogy that they used two years ago, right? It was, it's like trying to get, stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. I heard that a million times. And then you still put on that dirty mask because you're like, I'm going to breathe my own CO2 because that sounds like a great idea. It's like eating poop from your own diaper, people. Why would you eat poop? Well, no, diaper it, that's stupid. Well, like, well, then why do surgeons wear it during surgery? And it's like totally different. I'm just just to quote Fauci when he calls someone Roger Marshall a moron because when a surgeon is leaning over someone and their body is open, right? You don't want anything from his nose or his mouth to drop into that person's body while they're open, like if their brain's open or their heart's open, because there's bacteria and viruses in their saliva and in their snot. That's why the surgeon's wearing the mask. It's not because he's trying to, like, not – that's how the viral material gets into him, because of his, you know, because of spit or something. So he's wearing it to protect drip from coming from him while he's leaning over someone when their body's open. So, I mean, it's just the stupidest argument. Like, well, then why do surgeons wear masks? That's why. 
Yeah. Sorry. Boom. No, yeah. no, there's no, yeah, why would you be sorry, Karen? You're not, the only one telling yeah, the truth not, at the level you're telling yeah. the truth. So you can't be sorry. You know, you know what you should be sorry for? Your voice isn't louder and you are not on every show every single day. Now you could be sorry for that. Say, Michelle, I'm sorry. I'm not on every show every day. Say that. There you go. That's what you should be sorry for. I'm not going to say this. It's not my fault. See, all of a sudden, now she's not sorry, people. Now she's angry. Whoa. Look at that. That yeah. Team Vixen. Yeah. Now she's not sorry. I do love to fire you up, yeah. I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, it's, you know, you're one of the only people that can handle it because they can't, well, they won't even come after. That's the part that's so disappointing. Like I want them, like the trolls or even like the left or even some of these doctors like that, that whack job that like just the creepy looking guy with the bow tie on MSNBC. Like, why can't they come after you and like try to discredit you? Because then you can go at them like a, like a rabid animal and just shoot them down with facts and just kind of throw out more patents and slides at them. And they won't even do it. Like they take all the fun out of the fun side of this. You know, it's kind of disappointing. That's what I want to see. I got one hit. I got a hit from Reuters, the Associated Press, and someone else, and then I annihilated them, and then people stopped attacking me, and I was like, oh, come on, guys. This was fun. <laughs> um, oh, man, come on. I'm on a plane to see a box. Come on. Let's do it. So, yeah, because I even, like, you sent me that. I read the Rolling Stone attack piece on Joe Rogan, and, like, every paragraph, I was just, like, in my head, I'm like, uh, page 21 of the FDA filing. I was like, uh, September 21st, FDA, you know, meeting page, you know, 32. And I'm like, I'm going through the whole thing going like, lie, 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 lie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you know, so these doctors, what they're saying, I'm like, it's in complete contradiction to all the data and evidence that's been filed with our FDA and the government. So, um, so yeah, I don't know where they're getting their information from, you know, but um, you know, I don't know. I would, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to get in touch with Joe Rogan, but I, I would love for him to have that doctor on and I'd love to write his questions to have her explain what does she mean by the vaccines effective when, and then he can like cite like 12 FDA documents that show it causes disease and just be like, can you explain this to me? What does that mean to you? You know? Yeah. What does that mean yeah. to you? And then they go, what does oh, that mean you might... to you? Yeah. And then they wrestle with their own brain. Yeah. We can't tell the difference between reactogenicity from the vaccine and COVID-19. What does that mean to you, doctor? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. Nanolipoparticle. There you go. Nanolipoparticle. (laughs) Yeah. Or when they're like, oh, the the myocarditis is uh, is mild in children and uh, there's no long-term consequences. And just like, well, in the FDA approval, uh, study 7, C4591036, the Pfizer is required to do a prospective cohort study with at least five years of follow-up for potential long-term sequelae, that means progression of disease, doctor, of myocarditis after vaccination. So how do you know there's no sequelae of disease and Pfizer doesn't? Maybe you should send them a memo. Yeah. Yeah, and myocarditis yeah, like, is like heart. That's like a heart issue, right? For for and that's heart issues that they don't heal. Why they just get yeah, worse no, no, as but time I'm saying goes on. Are saying they're 
yeah, doctors are saying myocarditis is heart inflammation. It goes away, and there's no long-term consequences. But the FDA is requiring Pfizer to do a five-year study in children to understand sequelae means the consequences of myocarditis. So if Pfizer and the FDA don't understand the five-year consequences of the heart inflammation caused by the vaccine, I would just love the data that the doctor has because maybe they should send it to Pfizer and the FDA because then they wouldn't have to do the study that they were ordered to do. I'm just saying, like the doctors know it's safe and myocarditis has no, there's no long-term implications, but I'm just saying Pfizer and FDA don't know that. So how, does, how do these doctors know that, but the Pfizer and the FDA don't know it? Right. How do they not know? Because they don't know. Yeah. I mean, the doctors don't know. No, no. It's no, like no, the no, variant. Pfizer and the FDA, if you read the documents from Pfizer and FDA, they're saying, this thing's really not safe. We don't know what it's going to do to people. Just read it. We don't, they're doing, they're doing studies, exposure studies in pregnant women. I mean, they have a study to see if a, a pregnant women, if they're exposed to someone who's vaccinated on uh, neonatal mortality and birth defects. Okay, so all these doctors that are confident that the vaccine's safe in pregnant women, my question to them is then, why is the FDA and Pfizer not confident about it? And maybe can you share the data with us that you have? And maybe you should share it with Pfizer and the FDA because they're saying this isn't safe and effective in their own documents. I don't care what they're saying on television. I'm saying what they filed with our government. Right, and they would know because they have to. They have to file that information. They have to. Te- they have to. If they don't know, they don't know. They put it in there. They're like, we don't know what's going to happen. We just made this. Oops. Yes. Yeah, so, well, someone, someone at the FDA, you know, um, no, and you know what? It's what's weird is actually all the FDA documents. Um, they, they admit. They admit. You know, four hundred and nine people had severe COVID, which could have been death. They admit from the vaccine, and they just said, we're just not putting in our calculations. If you actually read the documents, you know, they're not covering stuff up other than the stuff that they covered up because it's redacted, right? Where you're like, (laughs) 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 and then you're like, um, what is that stuff there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my, my, my point is that what, doctors are saying, what the media is saying, what Pfizer spokespeople are saying, what Janet Woodcock is saying is in direct, what Dr. Fauci is saying, I never funded gain-of-function research, is in direct contradiction of what's available on our government websites. While Fauci was saying, I never funded gain-of-function research, he's writing a check for $18 million for a four-species gain-of-function chimeric coronavirus to be made at a Duke University. Like, he's signing the check while he's talking to Rand Paul, being like, I never funded this. He's like, here's $18 million, Barton. Go make that, you know, four-species coronavirus. He's like, no, I never did that. Like, I mean, they're doing it real time while they're saying they're not doing it. Right, so they're still funding it right now. Like, when you're saying, when Rand Paul is, like, in the, in, the, in the meetings they just had, and he just wrote another check because they got to do some, yet the next layer of whatever that their master plan yeah. Involved, so yeah. it's happening. Like he's he's literally writing the check while he's giving the testimony, and then you. I'm surprised he just didn't like you know rip it off the checkbook and then hand it to the assistant, and then all of a sudden she takes it to the next you know walks out of the room with it while he's giving the testimony. It's that bad. It's that bad. Because they're so blatant okay. about it now. Because they realize that the American people will go for anything that doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth. Just it's. It's even like a strategy say before the variant. They're like, well, we know we have this variant. Well, how can you have a variant when you can't even test for the original version of whatever this is 
So now, now we have a different version of it. What do you mean you have a different version of it? Doesn't make any sense. And we—I mean, I don't even want to go open that can of worms, but it's the same thing. They just keep literally just make it up while they're on a, an interview, and it totally changes from the beginning of the interview to the end of the interview because they're like, "Oh, I just came up with an idea. Let me throw this out there because they're not paying attention anyway." And what does it matter? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they know the people that are quote unquote on the conservative side. Right, uh, aren't aren't doing their job either to actually know the information and the facts, regardless of what their position is, because um, they're still saying, you know, some of these people still think the vaccine is awesome, which I must admit, the part of the rally where Trump did talk about the uh, the COVID, he didn't talk about the vaccines like he normally talks about the vaccines, so uh, that was a good thing. So somebody told him, uh, you might want to take that out of the speech. You might want to take that My out. My favorite part was he was like, the mandates are destroying the economy. And, and, I, and I was like, where did I hear that before? I was like, oh, yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, he, I think he said it, Karen. I think Karen Kingston had mentioned that uh, once, twice, thrice, or 500 times <laughs> since she decided to, oh, I don't know, throw away her entire career last year and uh, start coming out onto the scene to spread the truth amongst the planet and to try to save, save humanity, right? The wonder woman that she is. So I want people to go over to myfight.com, M-I-F-I-G-H-T.com. You can go over to givesendgo.com slash myfight, which is M-I-F-I-G-H-T. Throw her bone, throw over some dinero so she can get this word out. There's lots of stuff that she's working on. But she's just a one-person show. She's a one-lady show. There's only so much she can do. Patriotism. Doesn't pay people, right? Pharma does. And uh, <laughs> politics does. Patriots are poor. Patriots are poor. <laughs> oh, but they get lots of hugs, people. Lots of hugs. But hugs don't pay the mortgage payment, and they don't pay the car bill. Um, and they don't help with developing videos and get this information out there, because we're going to dummy it down. Dummy it down so more people can get it. And then we got to get Karen on a bunch of these shows all over the place, because maybe that'll, that's what that will penetrate. And people go, wow, I'm not going to get this booster. And I'm not going to put this in my child's body. Um, all right, Karen, you've done it again. Right. It was great, great catching up with you. So um, I'm sure we yeah. will talk soon. Yeah. Now you're going to, are right. you going to come on my show on Friday on Bright Town? I know we talked about it. Was it yesterday or the day before? But it's, it's, it would be at uh, uh, 5, 4 p.m. your time on Friday, my TV. But you have to get ready for the camera, though. So. And, and I know you got a big, you got a big weekend. You got like a date, and you got a big party, and you got like a ball or something that you're going to. Yeah, I got a big. No, I don't have a date. I'm just going to. I'm going to party with Dr. Judy Mikovits and Christiane Thorstrup. So it's not probably really that much of a party. I told you I'm fun. It's not probably that much of a party. Um, but uh, it's. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's here. It's here in Southern California. Um, but it, it'll be nice to see everybody. But I. It's like I don't know if we call it. It's not like a let your hair down. Um, take your shoes off kind of party, but um, I have my son this weekend, so I'm not sure um, exactly what we're going to be, we're doing either, so. All right, so that's a no for Friday? Yes for Friday, for an hour. It's at four? Yeah, from four to five, because if not, that's okay. I, I, have, I have other friends, I have other people, but I just thought that if you wanted to do it, we could do it. Um, so it would be from four, four to five, which is five to six, my time, TV. Uh, on Friday, but it's up to you. You just, you know, let me know. 
Um, and you didn't say you were fun. You said you were slight, slightly socially inept, is what you said. Slightly socially inept. <laughs> yeah, um, I I have to. Um, I just have to. I I I still um, I still take my kid to and from school and stuff like that. So I just got to check with him on what the schedule is. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Text and, me. Uh, okay. So, okay. I didn't. You know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize. Be a mom, so yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be uh, a forty-hour question and answer period. It was just a yes or no, but that's okay. Just trying <laughs> to make it quick and easy. Quick and easy, you know. Um, yeah, not a problem. All right, Karen, go enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, thank you for okay. the information. Hopefully, this penetrates the people. You know, it's a, it's a bat virus. You don't need it in your body, and the virus is uh, is in in the in the syringe, which is the vaccine, which All is right. the bioweapon, which is the problem. There you go. Thank you, my dear. Have a great day. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, people. So if that doesn't make you just kind of put things together, two and two is four. I'm not quite sure what, how to make it more clear, make it more clear. So go ahead and listen to that segment a couple times and that will penetrate through. The vaccine is the virus. We put the virus inside the vaccine. It's in the syringe. It's in the syringe, which produces the spike protein. It's in the patent. So that's for your point of reference. Then you, um, so you don't want the bat virus. It was genetically created inside. It is in the syringe, which they're calling a vaccine, which is really a bioweapon, which produces the spike protein. So there you have it. What an incredible show. Incredible, incredible show. It was, uh, uh, I want to thank all the guests. All the guests. I want to thank Michael Mesmer for kicking us off for the ladies who love liberty. Right, so we had an incredible, incredible show today. Uh, there was five, six, seven, eight, eight amazing guests, made amazing guests, a lot of quality content, as always, uh, quality content and really special, special guests with incredible take action items to grow your business, have the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities. So, yes, that was uh, uh, amazing, amazing stuff. So, definitely listen to those segments. Once again, go over to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. That'll give you the list of amazing things that are on the website, the shows to listen to, the other shows, not just ours, those are episodes, um, information about COVID. You get some of those amazing Zeb Zelenko moon boosting pills. You want to do that. You use promo code HOME, promo code HOME. You get the 5% off. It only comes down to $50.50 and free shipping. And then use that is your proactive and is your prophylactics. You can find a boost in the immune system and fend off all the viruses that are coming at you during the season, you know, even cold and flu. But that's uh, what this kind of really is. So, um, and there's all kinds of incredible episodes on there from the experts. And um, I encourage you to check those out and then the different groups to join, people to follow, virtual events, live events, just incredible resources. And become a part of our SaveMyFreedom.us. SaveMyFreedom.us is also at the, um, the website everything home about us.com or over in uh, Facebook, you know, I'm not a fan, but that's where people are. And uh, on the cloud hub, we're putting a group there and then we're going to go jump back on clubhouse this uh, Wednesday. We've been taking some time off from that at 6 PM mountain time. So we're bringing together the Patriots. It's even like, a, like Tana, Tana said, um, we're bringing together the Patriots, the different business owners, the so entrepreneurs, the small business owners, the groups, the nonprofit organizations, um, and, and in the different, uh, different places. So you can come together, you can buy and sell each other's products and service, support each other and, uh, promote one another, promote yourself 
and more, giving you all one location to hang out to do all that on different platforms. And of course, when the new website's completed, it'll be easy to find all that stuff. A little bit more difficult now, but just go to the website and start listening to the episodes and you'll check it out. Um, and you're always going to hang out once you're on the main website, pick and choose what you want on that menu, everythinghomeaboutus.com. You're going to go ahead and hang out under the take action tab and all the information's there. And you just click, 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 click on all the banners and that'll get you there. You want to listen to some of the famous people talk. That would be, you'd find that on the episodes, on the episodes tabs and under the take action tab. And again, there's incredible resources literally for everything that you need to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life and make a difference, especially in your communities. So there you have it, everybody. Uh, Go check that out. We'll be back next Monday at um, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, five guests, seven minutes, seven minutes from Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox with longer form interviews. It's all there. And then join us on this Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. She's <laughs> took an hour to get Karen to answer a question that was yes or no. Uh, but that's all right. She's just getting us got a lot on the brain, apparently, with, uh, <laughs> with what she's got, trying to solve, uh, solve the problems on, on the planet. Join us as we uh, launch our Brighton.tv show which will be the video version. And uh, we're going to have, there's going to be two special guests coming up. I encourage you to check that out. 5 p.m. Mountain Time is only an hour. It's only an hour show for them right here on .tv. And um, yeah, a lot of amazing things. And uh, thanks again, everyone, for an incredible weekend over at the great, uh, the Reawakened Tour. And then I think that's about it. We've got uh, a lot more. Show. Oh, go check out the Marketplace tab. Do that too. Go check out the Marketplace tab. There's 57 different well-known websites and brands and 2 to 20% of your total purchase is then donated to our nonprofits and groups that are supporting vets, pets, kids, and of course, freedom. You know, remember the Patriots are poor. So go check that out. Mike Lindell is, and MyPillow is a big part of it. And you go head over, use promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That's for most of them. And these are all products and services that you're normally buying anyway. But if you go to our website first and that we get um, the, uh, the, the donation is generated, you're always going to, uh, the cost of it's always going to be less than if you went there directly and they usually give you a discount. So you're going to get all those amazing discounts from uh, my pillow, you know, up to the 66%, the buy one, get one free, plus an incredible um, uh, other, other different products and services that are just great things that you need. So go check that out. Um, and um, Michael and Dell donates 20%. How else with that? And I, again, it's almost some of a promo code home. So just click on the, uh, that, that link, that tab on our website or even in the um, list, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Uh, yeah, so everybody, it's time to renew our faith, restore our republic. And uh, once you commit, everything changes. Listen to this episode a couple times. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Share it with everybody you know. Let's change the narrative. You want to fund freedom. You need the uh, common sense caps on all day. You want to become a common sense America first activist, right? Then remember that those who stand for nothing fall for everything. Courage, conviction, and common sense are contagious. A special thank you to all the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network. Their information, their episodes, and uh, their own shows are listed on our website, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Tune in this Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on TV, And then, of course, back on Mondays at 12 p.m. Mountain Time for another huge lineup of incredible guests. So go make it a great week because you deserve it. Whoa. Uh, 3.30. Way, way over. All right, everybody. Let's take it out with a little God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, people. You got this. You got this, America. Pull your heads out of your arses. Stand up. 
Stand strong. Stand up for what you believe in. Speak up. Show up. And uh, we all got this. I think it is time to take action in every aspect of your life. Take action, BLC. You got this, people. You got this. All righty. Talk to you soon. Tune in. There you go. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I'd thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless her USA been listening to everything home with michelle swinnick life laughter and the pursuit of happiness to meet learn from and hire the experts and the guests professionals and members of the everything home socially conscious referral network and marketplace visit everything home slash episodes and to listen subscribe rate review like follow comment and share go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms thanks for listening we hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things till next time this is everything home signing off with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.